one of my buddies met me at Roland's one time and he had this leather jacket that he loved and I don't remember what we were just we were crushed and he lived way out in like Cannonsburg or something so at the end of the night he's like where's my jacket where's my jacket somebody stole my friggin jacket dude look they took my jacket and left me this pleather one they grabbed the wrong jacket there's this fake leather one here. he's just freaking out I go home the next morning my buddy who worked there goes hey dude um, your buddy's jacket was like three bar stools down I picked it up no he took that other guy's jacket. And so that guy was like, hey, where's my jacket? And I explained to him that your friend had it and I would find it for him. So you got to get that guy's jacket back for me. So, so I called my friend who was freaking out because he thought he had his jacket stolen. I go, hey, dude, you got to bring that pleather jacket back. Your jacket's actually still down at Roland's. And that guy wants his jacket back. And he goes, uh-oh. No. I go, what do you mean, uh-oh? And he goes, I kind of freaked out a little bit on the ride home, and I threw it on to 79. <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. It's two minutes after six at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Center 11. It's 60 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. The founder of Papa John's is resigning as chairman after admitting to using racial slurs during a conference call. Forbes reported that John Schnatter made the offensive comments when asked on a call how he would distance himself from racist groups online. Schnatter released a statement today admitting the reports are true and apologized, saying racism has no place in our society. He earlier faced backlash for blaming NFL player protests during the national anthem for a downturn in sales of Papa John's. A federal court ruling says TSA screeners at airports have virtual immunity from claims of assault and false arrest. The Third Circuit Court of Appeals in Philly said airport screeners can't be sued because they're not investigative or law enforcement officers. The ruling involved a Florida woman who sued the TSA for false arrest and imprisonment after a security check ended with her being jailed. Judges who ruled in the majority said they sympathize with the idea that flyers don't have much opportunity to file grievances. An attorney claims an attack on the ex-girlfriend of former pit star LaShawn McCoy was planned by McCoy himself. Attorney Tanya Graham alleges a man entered the Milton, Georgia home owned by McCoy, demanding very specific items of jewelry the NFL star had given her. A friend of the woman posted photos of injuries the woman claims to have sustained on Instagram, blaming McCoy. McCoy is denying the allegations. McCoy had been in court trying to evict the woman from the home. Parents who suffered severe trauma or stress as kids are more likely to have kids with behavioral health problems. According to a new study from UCLA, researchers found that parents who have experienced traumatic events during adolescence are more likely to develop their own mental health problems that are transmitted to their kids. These events can include parents getting divorced, the death of a parent, violence in the home, or physical or sexual abuse. Beer and hard cider flavored ice cream are coming to New York stores. Governor Andrew Cuomo signed a bill authorizing the sale of such ice cream as long as the alcohol content doesn't exceed 5%. Containers will also have to carry special labels, and these dairy products cannot be sold to anyone under 21. (laughs) Wine-infused ice cream has been legal in New York for the past decade. 
Following last month's installation in Redditch, England, of a John Bonham memorial comes the announcement that the small town will host a festival in his honor. John Bonham celebration will be held on September 22nd and will feature a lineup of rock and blues musicians along with special guests, all with connection to Bonham and his family. One act announced so far is the Led Zeppelin tribute band Let's Zepp. Uh, spokesman for Let's the... Let's Zepp? Yes. That sounds like the up with people of Led Zeppelin bands. (laughs) Might be. Uh, A spokesperson for the event says this memorable event will host a mix of well-known stars and upcoming musicians, all donating their time to remember John Bonham and to raise vital funds for the Teenage Cancer Trust. Bonham died September 25th, 1980 of pulmonary edema, an accumulation of fluid in the lungs. He was just 32. Some of Prince's belongings are hitting the auction block. The late singer's Bible, some clothing, sunglasses, unused bank checks, and other items going up for grabs in Dallas. Uh, That's on July 21st. Billboard says the items are from his former bodyguard's personal archive. Opening bid prices start at 500 bucks. All items come with a certificate of authentication. Are there pictures of Prince in, like, grade school? (laughs) Like, I just picture him in wearing wedges and some kind of purple velour there actually is a picture of him is there in an eight eight, well there's like an eighth grade or maybe like high like early high school basketball photo oh my gosh okay was he just in a basketball uniform yeah he's wearing a uni but i also think i remember him in a like a like that porn stash like like the dirty teenage yeah like dirty teenage mustache yeah yeah. Where it like grew mostly at the edges. Yeah. <laughs> uh turns out The Rock will not be running for president in 2020 after all. Actor Dwayne Johnson told Vanity Fair yesterday he doesn't see running for the White House happening in 2020. The former pro wrestler and current action movie star said running for president requires years of hard work and experience to learn the skills. He said due to his schedule it wouldn't be possible. In be 20- a major pay cut. <laughs> yeah, in 2016, he told Yahoo he would consider running if he felt he could become what he called a real, impactful, tremendous leader and surround himself with good people. Still think he would win. Sunny, <laughs> low 80s for the high today. It's 60 now at DVE. Well, you know, if we're going to talk about John Bonham and they're having a John Bonham parade, uh, one of, I think, the more underrated John Bonham performance songs is this one. The song remains the same. Let's kick it off in tribute to Bonzo this morning. DVE. Oh, yeah. Song remains the same. The Bonzo drumming, you know, a lot of people will point to Achilles' Last Stand as like the definitive Bonzo performance, but that one for me, I just that, that song is made because oh, yeah, of Bonzo. That's great. It's powerful. That's one of my favorites. Oh, it's so badass. Uh, it is the DV Morning Show, and speaking of badass, the Deutschtown Music Festival going on this weekend. We're going to be uh, getting you ready for it with the band Murder for Girls later on this morning, and the uh, the organizers of the event, Cody Walter, Hugh Twyman, and Ben Solstice, are going to be in and uh, Soltes. They're going to be here talking nice. about the 369 band big festival. How many All years individually they- in detail. Yes. How many years have they been doing this? Like five, six? Uh, I think this is the fifth. Maybe only the fourth. But it has grown exponentially, as you can tell. So uh, those guys are going to be in a little bit later on this morning. Stan Saffron will be here as well. We're going to be qualifying. Not qualifying. We're giving away 
Kennywood trips with Crawford. Cut the line with Crawford at Kennywood this Sunday, July 15th from 2 to 5 p.m. at Kennywood Park. You and a guest get to join our own Bill Crawford. And, Hello, that's me. Yeah. And cut the lines. You know, you don't want to wait in the lines. What what lines are, what, what rides are you guys going to cut? I mean, Phantom's Revenge, Thunderbolt, like lines that are really kind of long and really gum up your day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, right. you spend a lot of the time waiting in the line and we're uh, we're cutting all that out and you get to ride like eight to ten rides in pretty much like a half hour. It's it's awesome. You you have to give them the uh, before you guys get on every ride, you got to give them the uh, the spiel. Oh, you always say ah at the end of the ride. Yeah, <laughs> got to make sure they say ah at the end of the ride. The last year we did it, and it was kind. It kind of made me like I, I spaced out the 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 crazy rides because it made me a little nauseous to go from one crazy ride to the next crazy ride so to the quickly. next. Yeah, yeah. Because when you're you not know, waiting in line, you don't realize that waiting in line actually serves a function. Mm-hmm. To like calm your nerves. Yeah, otherwise Beth Snodgrass is gonna have to clean up your puke. <laughs> well, I remember the first day when I came, they said, "Well, if someone gets sick, you close down the ride, and um, it it has to be cleaned up." And I thought that the sweeperettes came and cleaned it. I didn't know that I had to clean it up. Yeah, poor Beth. So <laughs> don't put that on her. She just quit her job at PNC Bank now, and or wherever she works. She was right there. The sweeperettes really should have. Uh, they got away with that. Have had to do that. Well, they had a powerful union, you know. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to watch Kennywood Memories. If uh, if you do win that, uh, cut the line with Crawford chance. Don't don't forget to watch Kennywood Memories it's and warm up. Yeah, you got to get set for it, and and also make sure you get the new DVD that has the deleted scenes. Next. Gino oils the tracks of the Thunderbolt by hanging over the front of the roller coaster while it's moving, which can also be dangerous. Like this morning, when Gino falls forward and gets run over by the Thunderbolt's car. You alright, Gino? Yeah. You sure you're alright? Yeah. Next. Gino tests the laser loop to make sure the steel coaster's speed is fast enough to make it around the loop. This morning, however, Brian has set the speed too slow for Gino's test run, and he falls out of the loop's peak of 60 feet. (laughs) You alright, Gino? Yeah. You sure you're alright? Yeah. After an ice pack and a few Tylenol, Brian and Gino test the safety and speed of the bumper cars. Gino walks out onto the track to make sure the surface isn't too slippery. And Brian repeatedly rams him in the knees into the wall with a bumper car. You alright, Gino? Yeah. You sure you're alright? Yeah. Next, Gino puts on the Kenny the Kangaroo outfit, and Brian hits him repeatedly with a sledgehammer. You alright, Gino? Yeah. Sure you're all right. Yeah. Then Brian drags Gino from the back of Kennywood's famous train. You all right, Gino? Yeah. You sure you're all right? Uh, yeah. And finally, Brian dips Gino's head into the boiling hot fryers of the potato patch. You all right, Gino? Yeah. You sure you're all right? Yeah. 
Can we switch places tomorrow? They have the DV Morning Show, Joan Jett, and the Blackhearts. I love rock and roll. She'll be heading out to Star Lake or Key Bank or I whatever the hell it is. I thought it was the 17th, but I heard a commercial that said this Saturday. Oh, yeah? Let me look. <laughs> look at it. Joan Jett, of course, a member of the Runaways, uh, which is one of the creepiest uh, uh, things that ever happened in rock and roll when Kim <laughs> Ritchie put together a bunch of super underage girls and then uh, uh, exploited them and all kinds of horrible things happened. But uh, they're still revered as like these, you know, badass group of girls, like pioneers, mm-hmm. even though that entire situation was Awful. in truth completely toxic and terrible because how couldn't it be? Now, as a parent, I look at those situations and go, who, who were their parents? Why, well, why did they just let them? Bill, they were called the runaways. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that show is a Saturday. All right. Who are they with? Sticks and oh. uh, Tesla. Is Sticks doing Mr. Roboto? I think they only did it on that one. Those sons of bitches. I mean, Dennis DeYoung deserves his comeuppance. He, not comeuppance. He deserves a reprieve. He has a show coming up in Greensburg, I believe, correct? Does he? Yeah. Let me look. He's doing uh, his rendition of Cats? Or what is he doing? The No, Hunchback of, <laughs> of Notre Dame. Hunchback. We were casting Hunchback. I forgot. Yeah, he's he's got that Midwest accent. Oh, it's so funny. I mean, the Hunchback enti- of Notre Dame. <clears throat> I was I was uh, casting Hunchback, and I became light sensitive. That might be my favorite part of it. This is it. <laughs> then is. in 1995, <laughs> Sticks suddenly had new life. A and M wanted to repackage our greatest hits, Package. and they wanted to get the rights to do Lady. And um, wouldn't Nickel wouldn't allow it. But there's a loophole in the contract which said if you re-recorded it, you could do it. So I came up with the idea of re-recording the song with Tommy. <laughs> Tommy and JY went to Dennis's house. Hi, Tommy. And they harmonized together for the first time since 1984. You're my lady. And I sang that high note. <laughs> they got me the job in the first place. And it was fun. It seemed like oh, it seemed like the past was kind of behind us. It was great. Tommy, JY, and Dennis decided to take the Sticks reunion on tour. The next year, they marked the 20th anniversary of their breakout album, Grand Illusion. It was a short tour. Dennis had a prior commitment to stage his musical adaptation of The Hunchback of Notre Dame. All the time we were on tour with Sticks, I was flying to New York and Nashville and Chicago casting. Yeah for the Hunchback premiere that was going to be in September. A few months after the premiere, Dennis suffered a devastating bout with the flu. I had really worked myself physically and emotionally to to a nub. There was nothing left to fight back, and the thing just decimated me. He was very, very tired. We'd gone to like 16 different doctors trying to zero in on why he was tired. All these doctors. Nobody could figure out what was wrong with him. Yes, Dennis DeYoung is bringing the 40th anniversary Grand Illusion Tour to the Palace Theater in Greensburg on October 19th. We really Dude, we're going. Go. It's, a, we it's, field, it's field trip time. It's a Friday yeah. night. Oh, we're field oh, tripping. That's going to be fun. <clears throat> we are field tripping out there. Didn't they try to make it dramatic, though? Like it was something real serious. He's like, you know, Dennis had multiple cold sores. <laughs> no, it was light sensitivity. The doctors couldn't figure it out, but then all of a sudden they turned off the lights and he said, I feel better. And uh, the upshot of it is um, I, I've become light sensitive. <laughs> 
So, and it took me almost a year of going to the doctors to figure out it was the light that was causing me to be fatigued and causing my face to heat up. And uh, it was a, it was a know, nightmare like experience do. for me. Dennis says he's been to 16 doctors and they can't figure out what's wrong with him. I mean, I mean I'm going to let that stand as a statement. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're gonna go on tour and make millions of dollars, but the light wussy over here can't get it together. Welcome to Sticks in the Dark. <laughs> he just comes out with one of those sleep masks. <laughs> You're my lady. Dennis was injured when he fell off the stage because he was wearing a sleep mask. Mike's got sports next. DVE Sports. Mike, proceeded with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike, what's up? Sports is out brought to you by Xfinity from Comcast. Nice afternoon for the Pirates yesterday. They beat the Nationals 2 to nothing and wind up taking two out of three in the series. Probably should have done that, given that they didn't have to worry about Steven Strasburg. They didn't have to worry about Max Scherzer. And uh, the Nats were also without their closer in this series. But uh, the Pirates win the rubber game yesterday. Got five shutout innings out of Trevor Williams, but only five shutout innings. Gave up four hits and three walks in his five innings pitched. Williams was done after 81 pitches yesterday. And Clint Hurdle turned it over to the bullpen at that juncture, and uh, four relievers were able to finish it off. Well, It'd be nice to have a pitcher be able to go, like, I don't know, eight innings, seven innings? Is seven, that, is maybe? That, is that crazy is it, to ask for? Yeah. Have a guy go seven, and then you have your eighth inning guy come in, and then you have your ninth inning guy come in, and maybe then the bullpen wouldn't be so crappy because it wouldn't be so overworked. <laughs> Didn't work out that way yesterday, but uh, Richard Rodriguez, Edgar Santana, Kyle Crick, and Felipe Vasquez uh, finishing things off. Uh, that the foursome allowed a combined one hit in the, keeping the Nats at bay. The Pirates offense provided by Starling Marte, who's 11th home run of the third, 11th home run of the season in the third inning, uh, provided the two runs. That's uh, all the Buccos needed. 21,083 on hand at PNC Park for the afternoon game, and it was played in two hours and 34 minutes. Oh, there we go. How about that? It's a soccer game. It's more like it. They don't all have to take five hours. <laughs> now comes uh, a series against the Milwaukee Brewers, which will conclude uh, the unofficial first half of the season after the Bucks and Brewers get done on Sunday. It's all-star break time, and uh, this series will also conclude Neil Huntington's uh, self-proclaimed week of reckoning for the Pirates. They're 3-1 and one so far. Since uh, he declared on Sunday that uh, four and four wasn't going to cut it over the next eight games, and if they didn't do something significant, they were going to have to uh, face reality. To paraphrase the Bucks GM, and they're three and two since then. Three and one. Three and one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Five against first place Milwaukee. Uh, it starts tonight. Wade Miley against Jamison Tyone on Friday. Uh, Junior Guerra against Nick Kingham, and then Saturday there's a doubleheader. An, an old. Old school doubleheader. Uh, it's not day night. It just starts at twelve thirty-five. The Pirates don't know who they're pitching in either game. Mm. The Brewers are going to throw Chase Anderson in one of the games. They don't know who they're going to throw in the other one. And then Sunday, uh, Joe Lee's Chassin against Joe Musgrove. One of the reasons the Pirates don't know who they're going to throw is they continue to go without Chad Cool, who was uh, on the disabled list. And the Bucks announcing yesterday that because of his forearm slash elbow strain. He's going to be shut down for a month. No throwing. 
Yikes. Uh, surgery not prescribed as yet, but he's not going to throw again until at least August 8th. So Chad Cole probably out of the picture for the uh, foreseeable future. Yeah. And uh, that is uh, something they are going to have to work around. The Brewers hit town at 55-38, and 38, game and a half ahead of the Cubs in the NL Central. The Pirates are fourth at 43-49, and 49, 11 and a half games off the pace. I just, you know, I hope they win four out of five just to see how the just front office see. reacts. Yeah, me too. Oh. It would be so great. That that would they would hit the break at that juncture, having gone seven and two in their last nine, and they would be uh, right on the cusp of five hundred and back in the race if they would do that. Well, it just it, it would it wouldn't provide cover for these moves that they're going to yeah. be making here, and that's that's just yeah. good enough. Anything that right. kind of twists the knife a little bit for nutting, <laughs> perfect. I'm not saying that would put them back in it as a contender no. or anything. No, 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 no. It just makes it, it harder yeah. for him to justify anything. The yeah. uh, We'll see. <laughs> Bucks and Brewers tonight. Some uh, baseball details. Uh, the results of the final five vote for the All-Star game uh, in each league. Milwaukee's uh, Jesus Aguilar and Seattle's John Segura are going to the All-Star game. Aguilar uh, beat out the Giants' Brandon Belt, the Cardinals' Matt Carpenter, the Dodgers' Max Muncie, and the Nationals' Trey Turner. Segura outdistanced Boston's Andrew Benintendi, the Twins, Eddie Rosario, the Angels, Andrelton Simmons, and the Yankees, Giancarlo Stanton for that final all-star spot. Uh, the home run derby field has also been set on the left side of the bracket. It's Aguilar, Reese Hoskins of the Phillies, Alex Bergman of the Astros, and Kyle Schwarber of the Cubs. On the right side of the bracket, Bryce Harper of the Nationals, Freddie Freeman of the Braves, Max Muncie of the Dodgers, and Javier Baez of the Cubs. I'm kind of over the home run derby, but I understand it's very popular. Uh, it's fun Especially to watch. with the kids. Especially kids, if kids you're in town. Like, if you're going to the actual event, that's a fun one to watch. Just oh, yeah. Watch the balls flying out. I know when I was a little kid, I used to want to go to batting practice. I used to drive my dad crazy because we'd have to go as early as possible. Oh, yeah. When we were going to the game. See, I would look at that as a parent like, sure, we'll go early, and that means we're leaving early. Like, le- like less yeah. interested in the outcome of the game and more. You got three hours, kid. The clock yeah, starts when it right. starts. That's right. You pick whenever we get, when that three hours starts. <laughs> You're starting the clock. Nah, Double- it's beating the traffic on both ends that way. Doubleheaders, too. We used to go to those a lot. Oh, you know, they used to schedule them, and I'd want to stay for every oh, yeah. pitch. and yeah, because it's deal. magic. Why would that when you're a kid, that's your drug. Yeah. I by accident ruined my daughters with baseball. I, I took them to a game and the first game they ever went to, they sat in the dugout box and they both got baseballs. And so now they think that like that's that happens every that's time. That, that's what going to a baseball game is. Sitting right up front and No, it's not. Now you need to take no. them to the uh to the bleachers. Yeah. Sit out there and Sweat your cojones off and be miserable. It's time for you to watch grown men drink. That's right. That's what baseball is, sweetheart. Look at the sad state of humanity <laughs> and the pirates. Did all that yesterday. The, yeah. Uh, the uh, standing room area behind left field, I am really becoming a fan. Yeah, you're a big proponent of that. Uh, the bar back there. You I'd got, like to go check a game out like that. You got a little elbow room. You got a, you got a ledge for your uh, necessary receptacles. Is you there got, a name for that bar? I don't know. Yeah. But it's air conditioned, and you 
you can get a drink quick, and there's a bathroom right there. Quick in and out of the stadium. No muss, no fuss. We can call it Pursuta's Booty. I don't know. I'm looking for like some sort no, of pirate. That doesn't. That's, <laughs> that's, no, that's, that's. Yeah, you're right. Nobody wants to drink there. Uh, Pursuit. But yeah, we can call it the Pursuta Patch. No, that's too Kenny uh, How about Perch? Oh, Perch. Pursuta's Perch. Yeah. There you go. There I like it that. Is. Is there that. What do they call this thing way up? The Crow's Nest. The Crow's Nest. It's not quite way up. Pursuta's Nest. Mm. No. Still, there's something missing. I like Pursuta's Perch. Mm hmm. Because you perch out on that bar there. It's not just the ac- access to the alcohol. you got a little breathing room out there. Also, it's the access to the alcohol. Well, also, but yeah. not just. Right. Yeah, it's nice to... Especially you can go anywhere and drink. When it's hot, you know, you don't want to be sitting in a, stuck in the middle of a row. And you got to get you. up, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Right. That doesn't do anybody any good. No, you're yeah. out on a perch. Right. When you don't want to just sit there and stare at every pitch and you want to kind of move around a little bit and feel like you're... I don't know. I'd feel active if I was standing for the whole game. Like I was achieving something. Yeah. Got a good workout in, too, because I ended up parking at the casino because there were no lots. Well, during between, the day. Between the commuters and uh, the pre-sold stuff. Yeah. That I, is a nice walk. I inched around the stadium looking for a lot for about an hour and then finally ended up at the casino, and that is a nice walk. So there you go. What a... What a totally Americana kind of day I had yesterday. Yeah, you, you did it right. I The great game of baseball, some booze, a nice meal afterward. I was locked in my living room watching the World Cup. And uh, that was the second semifinal, Croatia and England. It went to extra time. Croatia gets a goal in the 109th minute. That ends up uh, standing up as the winner. 2-1, to one, Croatia over England. Croatia is going to the final for the first time. Croatia against France on Sunday for the World Cup. And the NFL held its supplemental draft yesterday. Normally this kind of comes and goes without uh, anybody really doing anything. But a couple players were selected yesterday, including the Giants taking Western Michigan cornerback Sam Beal on the third round. This guy's a pretty uh, legitimate prospect, uh, at least he's supposed to be. Six foot one, 187 Third round? Pounds. Third round, which means the Giants will not have their third-round pick in 2019. Um, also, so the, how does that work? They're like, first round, do you want anybody? No. Yeah. Second round, do you want anybody? No. Third round, the Giants were the first to leap? Yep. If you if you pick a guy, then you forfeit okay. that subsequent round in the next draft. Uh, the Redskins took cornerback Adonis Alexander from Virginia Tech in the sixth round. But Beal uh, was a guy who a lot of people thought was going to be one of the best cornerbacks available next year maybe a top five guy at the position. He had some uh, uncertainty regarding his academic status at Western Michigan. That's what the supplemental draft is for, guys who uh, get in trouble academically or disciplined. Somehow their status changes after the NFL draft, so uh, they get a shot, and uh, we'll see if Sam Beal develops into anything. Chris Carter, Reggie White, Steve Young, and Gary Zimmerman were all former supplemental picks. All those guys were in the Hall of Fame. Thanks, Mike. Val's got news coming up. We're going to have some weird and scary animal stories coming up. It is the DVE Morning Show. Billy Gardell, he missed us past Tuesday. He will be back next Tuesday. Here's one from the vault from Billy. And nothing from Neil Young except Lionel Trains. Yeah. And the only reason I'll do that is because I love him, and it's a good cause for the kids behind it with special needs. But I will tell you this. I ain't buying any of his other products. You know why? Because I just saw him at the Hollywood Bowl. 
I paid through the nose for tickets, and he didn't play one song I knew. <laughs> Not one song I could sing uh, along with. Nothing. He he played what worst. he played sounded like he wrote it on the way over to the concert. He might have. You know, I'm so mad, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'll sit through some of the new stuff, but like I just saw Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. They did three classics and said, "Here's a new song." Three classics. Here's another song off the new album. Three classics. Here's one more off the new album. Three classics. Here's another new song. Three classics and a flurry of favorites to finish. You see Springsteen. He pays, plays the hits. See Billy Joel. Plays the hits. Mark Knopfler will still do the walk of life. I can't get Cinnamon Girl or Down by the River. I can't get any of that. I can't sing along with you one time for 600 bucks, Neil. Huh? I sat close. Really aggravated. I sat close. You could have yelled at him. I wish, I, I believe me, I did, but I couldn't get over the distortion. Yeah, I'll tell you what. It wasn't with Crazy Horse, was it? Uh, no, I think it was uh, this other band he was torn with for it. And then we had all this, I don't know, I don't know if he saw the wall two days before, but he had all these guys in coats on the stage with clipboards, and none of it made sense. I don't know what he's doing. Got involved with that Daryl Hannah girl, and who knows? Yeah, he's he's all kinds of crazy. Yeah, he got rid of Pretty Peggy. I don't like that. Yeah. It's one of the longest relationships in rock and roll. And he dumped her for a fish-faced Daryl Hannah. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't care about all that seriously. But but I was very angry about the concert, and therefore I will not be buying that pony or whatever it is he thinks he has. Didn't you know going into that that what? it was going to be that kind of concert that he was going to play a bunch? No, of No, dude. I thought I'd about an hour into the concert, I'd be down by the river. Well, if I knew that, why would I go? I don't know. They they. I why would I sit in traffic to go hear something that he wrote at his kitchen table that afternoon? <laughs> That's all Billy was looking for, a little cinnamon girl. The DV Morning Show. Val's got your news coming up in a little bit. What's up? Uh, we're going to talk. There's uh, a crazy, lots of crazy animal stories. These always seem to happen in the summer. Well, it's because it gets hot and the animals come out. I guess. Uh, but yeah. Fox fox this One morning. you will not want to be a part of. You saw a fox this morning? Yeah, running across the street. Are you sure it was a fox? Positive. Terry Fox? That that uh, <laughs> Yes, it was. Yeah. Which I thought was weird. Mm-hmm. I didn't know she lived in Pittsburgh. Him. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I think you and I are the only people. Who I know, know I know boxes. that. I'm I'm comfortable with it. You have to be a certain age and have had yes. HBO right when HBO first 80s. came out to know about the Terry Fox story. Who, by the way, was a badass hero. Yes, like we make a joke about it just because of the nostalgia aspect of that movie. Mm-hmm. Who was he? Dude, he ran across Canada with one leg. Didn't um... to bring cancer awareness. Oh, one his, leg. Didn't James Franco star in a movie about him? Possibly. I'm not sure. So he didn't just hop in a circle? No, dude. He put on a prosthetic and ran across the country. Which, uh, if you haven't looked at a map recently, pretty that's big. A, yeah, that's a far run. How far did Terry Fox run? I mean, it had to. <laughs> it's got to be over a thousand miles. He didn't make it all the way. He died before the end of it. What? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh it it's a hor- horrific story. <laughs> but he was, I mean, <laughs> why did you present it like it was a comedy? That's why I, I tried to coach it. Buffer. Couch it rather. Wow. 
No, I mean, I, he money I literally said kid. he's a hero. I knew the story. I didn't know he died. He died on the before he finished the I run. Yeah, I knew he died. I didn't know he died on the run. Yeah, don't you remember his sip? Because his siblings were his team, and they were like, uh, "Would he die from running too much?" Yeah, probably. I mean, well, he he raised a ton of money. He's a, he's a real hero in Canada, but uh, that is a name that not a lot of people know. God, I can't find where. How much? How far did he run? All right, it's not in here. I'll figure it out. Hey, that, uh, that last leg is what got him. <laughs> the Deutschtown Music Festival uh, organizers are going to be in studio. The band Murder for Girls, Stan Savern, and more coming up. The doctors couldn't figure it out, but then all of a sudden they turned off the lights, and he said, I feel better. And uh, the upshot of it is um, I, I've become light sensitive. <laughs> So and it took me almost a year of going to the doctors to figure out it was the light that was causing me to be fatigued and causing my face to heat up, and uh, it was a it was you know, a nightmare like experience for me. Dennis says he's been to sixteen doctors and they can't figure out what's wrong with him. I mean, I mean, I'm going to let that stand as a statement. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, we're going to go on tour and make millions of dollars, but the light wussy over here can't get it together. Welcome to Sticks in the Dark. <laughs> he just comes out with one of those sleep masks. <laughs> You're my lady. Dennis was injured when he fell off the stage because he was wearing a sleep mask. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning that, Show. That, I, that's what he should call it going forward. It's October 19th at the Palace Theater in Greensburg. Dark Sticks. <laughs> From now on. Dennis DeYoung presents Dark Sticks. Don't hold your lighters up. <laughs> no lights. I'm sensitive to that. No flash photography, please. <laughs> what do you have, Val? He's all of a sudden, he's Mr. Skin. Yeah. Uh, at the nine-minute mark, <laughs> I'd prefer it if there were no flash photography. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Center 11. It's 61 at DVE. The news is brought to us by BobbyRayHall.com. Uh, have you been following any of the stuff going on in the Aliquippa Police Department? Uh, yeah, it is kind of crazy. crazy. Well, the Beaver County District Attorney's Office says a letter that an inmate received claims an Aliquippa police officer shot and killed Rachel Del Tondo in her mother's driveway back in May. Investigators say they are working to determine the authenticity of that letter, which was sent to 21-year-old Wayne Cordes of Aliquippa. He had been facing assault and robbery charges. Cordes received a plea deal in exchange for his testimony about the letter sent to him while he was in jail. Police say Del Tondo was shot 10 times at close range on May 13th. Former presidential candidate Bernie Sanders is planning on stumping for John Fetterman this weekend. Organizers say Sanders is headlining the event at Carnegie Mellon for the Democratic candidate for lieutenant governor this Sunday. Fetterman had previously endorsed Sanders' bid for president, and I think that uh, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, and Elizabeth Warren are all speaking at There's a big teachers' union mm-hmm. conference here this weekend, so I think they're all scheduled to be there, too. Well, we knew this was coming. Randy, you were hoping yesterday it wouldn't happen, but two movies about the dramatic rescue of that boys' soccer team from the flooded cave in Thailand. Is Dennis DeYoung going to do a musical about it? <laughs> he might, maybe he'll do the score. Okay. He'd uh, love it because it's so dark in the caves. 
Uh, They are already in the works. Director John Chu announced yesterday he'll direct a film in association with L.A.-based Ivanhoe Pictures. Film company says Thailand's Navy and government are cooperating in this production. And yesterday's announcement comes a day after Pure Flix Entertainment announced it's working on its own film. Those 12 boys and their coach trapped for more than two weeks in that uh, cave in Thailand. Divers brought them out safely this week. They should have Billy Bob Thornton and do it with the uh, Bad News Bears cast. Uh, Some strange health news today These stories always wig me out A New Jersey man fighting for his life After contracting flesh-eating bacteria Angel Perez uh, reportedly crabbing In the Maurice River in New Jersey July 2nd when his right leg started to swell The swelling then spread to all of his limbs He is now uh, stricken with Vibrio necrotizing fasciitis. He's in the ICU Uh, at a hospital in Camden. He could end up having all of his limbs amputated. Jesus. Oh, my Lord. That's terrible. God. Don't go swimming in any... Brackish water. Yeah. It's always in the brackish water? Yes. Well, I mean... Seemingly. A lot of times that's where I hear, read about. Yeah, I just... um, you remember the guy who used to produce uh, Rogan's podcast? He's a he's Red a comic Band. now. Yeah, Red Band. He d- he just posted the other day that he had a buddy go in a uh, like a sketchy pool, you know, one that wasn't properly chlorined, and the guy got meningitis and died. Oh my uh, god! Because apparently, like your brain, like is sort of like above your immune system because it can't be subject to well. It can't be subject to the the ebbs and flows of the immune system. Like it has to be its own separate thing. So that's why if you get any kind of bacteria or infection in your brain or in that area, like they can't really do much. Don't walk in the grass because there's ticks. Don't go swimming because there's flesh eating bacteria. Don't breathe the air because it's, it's poison. It's Ladies amazing anybody's still alive. Let's walk around in hazmat outfits. And hope for the best. Well, there's a way. Like, we got an Intex pool. It's just like this little inflatable thing that mm-hmm. we use for the kids because sure. they just need some place to go and, and not be around us for a second. And um, you can test to see, like, what your pH levels are to make sure that your pool is properly chlorined. And you, as long as you're shocking it and you have a good little filter on it, you, you're fine. But you, you have to at least do it you can't just hop in the pool like it's that that one the water's green <laughs> right with the the green pool with the ducks in it like it's national lampoon's vacation oh. <laughs> and at least 500 people have gotten sick with e coli after visiting a zip line attraction in tennessee state health officials say they have confirmed the bacteria contaminated well water at the Climeworks zip line canopy tour in gatlinburg which is a huge tourist area since mid-June, more than 500 people who rode the zip line have come down with gastrointestinal illness, including diarrhea and vomiting. They all drank well water from coolers along the zip line course. Mm. So they've changed to bottled water there now. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Dasani guys. Yeah. They're like, have some General Lee distilled water. (laughs) (laughs) And some weird animal stories today as well. A California man got something he wasn't expecting when he went to look at a car someone was selling. Dean King drove to a ranch in the town of Tracy to look at this vehicle. He was deep under the hood when a bull charged him, goring him on each side of his gut. 
Ah. Uh, the bull ran off when he honked the horn to frighten it. Doctors who performed three hours of surgery told the 69-year-old he really was saved by his big gut. So I guess it was, you know, padding him. Yeah. We've come full circle. Now being fat can save your life. Yeah, that's pretty unusual. But uh, this one from Thailand, a guy walked into his bedroom. He was stunned to find a large snake in the closet eating his wife's lingerie. Sock de says he discovered the golden tree snake sticking out of the closet. <laughs> he saw it swallowed about half of his wife's silk nighty, but rather than freak out, he pulled out the reptiles. He pulled the reptile's tail until it puked up the nightgown, uh, and then he took it outside. He was very um, nice about it. He said, I think the snake felt a little bit sick. It's not the normal food they eat. It would have been difficult for him to digest this. He could have had big problems if we didn't pull it out. So he didn't freak out. He was just like, yeah, oh, I might have let him eat it. Uh, the snake. Right, choke yeah. on that, snake. <laughs> that guy and his wife are having sex later that night. He looks out the window. The snake is just peeping on him. <laughs> Dude, stop. This one, the worst of all. It's happened in Pulaski, New York. Guy sleeping in his apartment. A six-foot boa constrictor fell out of the ceiling right on top of him. I mean, how? Huh. Why? It what? was a pet that belonged to the guy who lived Can I upstairs. guess what happened? Okay. Okay. He's dead. The guy in the apartment upstairs, the machetes he had on the wall, <laughs> one of them fell and pierced his waterbed. And then that flooded his bedroom, and then his pet snake was swimming around free after his terrarium broke in the flood, and then it all fell down with the pressure of the water to I the floor below. I think that is what happened. Yeah. And then that guy just got in his Trans Am. <laughs> Ran away. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it is legal to own this boa constrictor in New York, so not breaking any laws. You should have to tell your neighbors. Like that would that should be like a uh, some kind of molester or something. Like right. you have to register. Like, like Megan's Law type of. Yeah. Hey, uh, my name's Tom. I have a boa constrictor and a waterbed and machetes. That's my Trans Am upstairs. <sighs> All right. Well, I'm gonna refortify this drop ceiling. <laughs> I'm duct taping all the seams. Yeah, he should be on the first floor. Yeah. No, no, no snakes upstairs. If you're going bald, there is a tat for that. It's actually a bunch of micro tats. This sounds like a horrible idea. Oh, dude, I've seen this. It's hilarious. Scalp, LeBron has it. Scalp micropigmentation is a process that started in England, and it's gaining popularity here in the U.S. You basically get tiny dots tattooed all over your scalp, which makes it look like stubble. <laughs> yeah. Which It only really works if you like shave your head, if you have like a buzz. Yeah. Because LeBron did it, you know how the he Beijing. had that, like that. Yeah, he had a, a, an incredibly like receding hairline, and he used to wear a headband to cover it, and then everybody started making fun of that. Meanwhile, he looks badass bald. Just he should just be bald. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. What does he care? I don't even understand why he would subject himself to any sort of humiliation over that when he's LeBron F and James. Right. Bettis had the the most profound Beijing. Do you remember Jerome Bettis's drawn in Beijing? Oh my God, dude! Yeah. It was like drawn in with a sharpie. I know that thing was so. Well, the Beijing is a dye. Yeah, it's a hair dye. Like it's not. It doesn't last. It they right. basically like no. It's not painting permanent. your hairline. Yeah, they paint it. <laughs> That's why it looks like that. Yeah, like, he looks like he he looked like he was in a Devo video for a while. <laughs> the pictures of these guys who have this done, they look awful. 
Yeah, it's dumb. Remember those magnet things? Yes, where you that's exactly what I pictured. Draw the hair on the people. You could drag the magnet onto them. Oh make my yeah. God. Yeah. yeah, that's what the, the top of it looks it's like. Or like one of those Play-Doh heads. Do you remember those things where you'd push the Play-Doh the, up, yeah. then it would come out yeah. of their hair? Like, what, <laughs> it looks like a Play-Doh head before you push the Play-Doh out. It's too uniform. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. It's like if somebody put a ruler across their head. No, well, looks, some of the some of the hairlines, yeah, you can't. You, you need can't. a little more natural look. Right. I, I I look. We're two years away, two years away, and then there's going to be a thing, and then everybody's going to have like lush hair, lush hair. But it's going to be a decision to make for for a lot of people who've already established themselves as bald people. Like, is Jeff Van Gundy going to get it done? Why would he? Why Staggy would, would Staggy go get hair? Why would he? A hundred percent, yes. He's definitely getting hair. But I mean, <laughs> if you've already established yourself as a bald person. Yeah. Wouldn't you just be like, eh, I'm already here. Why would I bother with anything else? I really don't. I mean, I don't speak. I can only, can only speak for myself. I don't think balding is. Can I talk to her for a second? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, she I mean, just doesn't I, get you, it. You, no, no, no. The, All women say this, and it's such BS. It's, it's, that like, oh, it's fine. We don't even think of yeah, it. Yeah, we no, don't it's care. Nothing. It's you like, are... oh, yeah, like you have long hair. You have no hair. It's not. Dude. If you're attracted to the person, it's not going to be a turnoff. This is a primal thing. You are yeah. immediately, you put that person into another category unless they're Jason Statham. And no, more importantly, as a guy, you put yourself into a different yeah, category. Yeah. Well, if you, it ruins, it, it, it doesn't yes. ruin, but it it's a direct shot at your manhood. I get that. So, Although if you look like John Lovitz and you're balding, then it probably doesn't help you. If you're doing the comb over, but you're like you're right, Jason Statham, you're bald, you're like a tough guy. Yeah, those you have two options. You go Bruce Willis, Jason Statham, and just really bulk up and try yeah. to be a badass, <laughs> which is not easy to do if you have an actual job to yeah. dedicate your life to that. Or you know, you look for solutions. And some of the solutions, <laughs> the micro tats that don't do that. It's Guys. that's that's scary. But like what? Like what about the, the individually placed hairs that they you know do? What Robbie Brown did? Robbie Brown did that. They don't do that anymore though. They do like they strips. Don't? They're like yeah, they do what, patches. Like sod like what Erlacher had done, dude. When you land at O'Hare and drive into the city in Chicago, there are these huge billboards of Brian Erlacher with hair. Which is what is it advertising his hair? Now he's a guy that looked great bald. Why did he ever do how much could they possibly have paid him that he agreed to have like this weird little a lot swoop of hair on his head? Because it looks terrible. Maybe he f- didn't feel manly. He's Brian Erlacher. I'm just saying, maybe he's, he's like legendary Chicago I know Bears who linebacker. He is. Well, LeBron got it done, so that that's how, like that should he did. let that yeah. Well, the micro thing. Like yeah, oh. he got, he fixed his hairline completely. He still has like a the crown or whatever. Yeah. But if if you think about Erlacher getting it and Br- LeBron James and Bettis getting the Beijing manly men, like that lets you know how big of an issue it is. Well, like, look it at Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey has had years of of plugs. Like really? he gets, yeah, he gets really? them redone. Yeah, his hair is super thick now. And there's a couple of movies where you can see it was flying off, and his hairline was going way back. No, he's got a good hair guy then. 
Oh yeah, well because tell. they they have so much money, they go and get you know Tom Brady. They get treatments done he, a little at a time. You know, the a regular worker Joes help? are like, give me, give me the full, uh, you know, Monty. Give me the Malibu in, Barbie. In I know a guy in Belmont. Yeah, he'll hook you up. And they go in and they try to get it all done at once, and that's their one shot at doing it because it's super expensive. And yeah. they have to harvest the back of your head. Not uh, covered by insurance, I would imagine. No. That's a cosmetic Here, procedure. Here's my question. Why does the hair on the side of the head and the back of the head, why is that immune to balding? I don't know. Some weird genetic and thing. Why and why don't your eyebrows need cut? <laughs> Mine do. No, Sometimes like, they do. It, like it doesn't grow like the hair on your head. Did you notice Bert? Kreischer's eyelash when we had the comedy fest he had oh, a rogue Sarah, eyelash no it's a really long one because no, when we were I on didn't. air on Friday morning Sarah was like trying to pull it out it's like a and f- he's like no it's just really long it's a full hair though yeah. it's not like an irregular eyelash I don't know why I he wouldn't pluck it. it I heard Do- her say that and I just it would it creeped me out to the point where I was like, I don't want to look further into this. I thought they were talking about an eyebrow, and I was backstage with him and Rory, and Rory was like, "Wow, that thing is really big." He's like, "You could comb that over," and I was like, "Think," I, and Bert's like, "I don't know why it happened." I'm like, "Dude, when you get older, I'm telling you, your eyebrows just grow like, and they Crazy. get curly and stuff." He's like, "It's not my eyebrow, dude. It's my eyelash." I'm like, "Eyelash," and I looked, and he showed me, and it was a full on. It looked like a hair on the top of his head. Growing out of his eyelid. Oh Does it curl God. up? Because that wouldn't that get in this your path of vision? And yes, right. he says he can see it all the time, but he thought he it was good luck. He can see it. He thinks it's good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Only Bert would think a really long rogue eyelash was good luck. Don't check it off. It's good luck. I'm like, all right. Oh my. Oh, that's gross. No, totally. Uh, in music news, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer John Mellencamp is set to receive the prestigious Woody Guthrie Prize. The Woody Guthrie Center in Tulsa announced yesterday that Mellencamp will be presented with the award during an August 30th ceremony. The annual prize is given to an artist who best exemplifies the spirit and life work of Guthrie by speaking for the less fortunate and working for social change. Mellencamp's latest album, Sad Clowns and Hillbillies, includes the song My Soul's Got Wings, featuring lyrics by Guthrie and music by John Mellencamp. And finally, more details were released yesterday about An American Treasure. That's the four-CD box set of unreleased music from the Tom Petty vaults. It's coming out September 28th. The 60-song career-spanning collection will feature dozens of previously unissued recordings, alternate versions of classic songs, rarities, live performances, and deep tracks. This is the first single from the release. unreleased recording from the 1982 sessions for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers long after dark 
It's available now with a box set pre-order. We've got a video for it on the morning show page at dve.com. An American Treasure will be released in multiple multiple formats, including a six-disc vinyl set and a two-CD set with 26 career-spanning tracks. You can get more details at TomCuddy.com. Forecast today, sunny, low 80s. It is 65 at DVE. Yeah, it is the DVE morning show, and uh, we are giving away a chance to cut the line with Crawford at Kennywood. That's right. That's right. That's all right. Happy Sunday. Happy Cannibal Day. With uh, Bill Crawford, B caller number 14 right now, 333-WDVE. And you get to cut the line for everything from uh, Phantom's Revenge to Pittsburgh Plunge to the Thunderbolt to Racer, Jackrabbit, and more. After the rides, a nice picnic lunch in the pavilion. Uh, like the old days. Like, like, uh, like back in the day when they'd have... Uh, Italian day and whatnot. People would just have a nice picnic. Jerry Borelli says his family's been coming here as long as there's been Italian day. But we've kind of re-instituted the tradition the past 10 years where it's kind of like a family reunion. Family and our, even our non-Italian friends now come here and everybody's Italian today. We cook all day fresh. We make those tortellini and the hot sausage and the meatballs and you name it. It comes out and we just have a good time. Oh. The homemade wine, you, you know, the homemade wine. You know, Beautiful. We put it in our picnic basket, you know, the homemade wine. I don't think you can bring homemade wine anymore. We would have these big bushels filled with goodies, including wine, homemade wine, covered. Nobody touched it. No one touched it. Could leave everything on the table. Yeah, those were the good old days. Except that's not true because the next guy interviewed uh, says he take everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when uh, everyone uh, covered up their picnic baskets, we go steal sandwiches. And, uh, you know, we used to go to the back of the pavilion and neck. He's like, and nobody would, uh, you know, see us back there. And then that guy was like, I used to just feed the geese, watching people <laughs> neck in those pavilions. Feed oh, the geese. It's such a <laughs> vivid. Oh, man. Did you get a winner, Joe? Joe's got a winner. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll come back. Mike Pursuta has your sports. Buckos get the W. Uh, a World Cup final is set. Sports next on D- DVE Sports. Congratulations, Jackie and Carnegie. She's going to be going with Bill Crawford, cr- cutting the line with Crawford at Kennywood Sunday. Let's get after it, Jackie. Jackie and Carnegie. First we ride, then we feast, Jack. What's There's- the size of your army for that event? 20. 20. Plus the Crawford Army that will be joining me. Oh, boy. It's going to be quite the event. Yeah. I'm excited. It's Kennywood Day. It's Kennywood Day. That's like the summer in Pittsburgh. Come on. Kennywood Day. Summer in Pittsburgh yesterday included the Pirates beating the Washington Nationals 2 to nothing and taking 2 of 3 in the series. Uh, Buckos, believe it or not, uh, got a well-pitched game. From Trevor Williams and four hey. relievers, and uh, wound up finishing things off in two hours and thirty-four minutes. How about that? Race to the finish. It can be done. It was done yesterday. Uh, the Bucks uh, improved to forty-three and forty-nine. Williams went five innings, gave up four hits and three walks before calling it a day, and uh, the game was finished off by Felipe Vasquez, who struck out the side in the ninth inning. Hitting 100 miles an hour, bringing the heat. 
Kind of worked out the way the Pirates thought it might this season, uh, the way they thought it might a whole lot more often than it has to this point. But uh, if nothing else, they have positioned themselves for uh, an interesting weekend here uh, as baseball gets ready for the All-Star break. The Brewers are in town starting tonight. It's a five-game series, and maybe it's going to be interesting for the last time in 2018, but it's at least interesting at the outset of this series because uh, this will conclude the week that general manager Neil Huntington identified on Sunday as one in which the Pirates had to make a significant move or they would have to face reality. The this reality. is their major league, the movie, moment. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they ripped another piece of Bob Nutting's clothing off in the locker room yesterday. Oh, God. You know, the cutout of Nutting. Ugh. Can can they put the, the, the piece back on? Well, Maybe I, they add clothes to them. You know, we mentioned it last hour, and I just feel like I hope the Pirates go on a nice run here to make it as uncomfortable as possible for him when he inevitably dumps all kinds of salary here coming up in a cash grab and continues to show that this is really not about baseball for him. Yeah. The, you want to remove uh, any, no cover. Any, any possible explanation yeah. for the moves that everybody is is pretty sure are coming after the break. Yeah, if they went down the drain all the way to the All-Star break, then, you know, hey, our hands are tied. I mean, yeah, wasn't going anywhere. This is the reality of it. But if they start winning again and then has to dump them, that'll, that'll make me feel good. I think five, expecting them to win five is absurdly unrealistic. The pie in the sky hope is that they could take four out of five. And that would uh, put them right in the neighborhood of 500 and get them back into at least mathematical contention for the division championship. And then what do you do if you're the front office? Yeah, do you buy or sell? And you know what they're doing. You know what they're doing. But they, it would be uh, a lot more uncomfortable trying to explain those moves everybody yeah. is pretty sure are coming if they would stick it to the Brewers. What was the attendance yesterday, Mike? Uh, a little over 21,000. For a day game, very good. Yeah, a lot of kids groups. 21,083 your announced attendance. And half, ki- kids so. groups everywhere. Yeah, well, a little more than half full. All wearing their T-shirts. and uh, It was a nice sunny day. It wasn't too hot. Yeah, not not very humid, right? Quick game. Perfect. Fairly well played. It can happen. Though you did miss uh, the World Cup. I missed the World Cup. Uh, Croatia rallying from one goal down winds up beating England 2-1 to in extra time. And Croatia is going to the World Cup final on Sunday. It'll be posed by France at 11 a.m. Uh, it's Croatia's first trip to the final. And uh, Croatia trying to become the least populous nation to win a World Cup since Uruguay took the title in 1950. Croatia is the fourth smallest country in this year's tournament of 32 teams with uh, – just over 4 million citizens. Geez, they should have mentioned that on the broadcast. I'm kidding. Um, they said it nonstop. Oh, did they? Yeah, oh, he, they, they were constantly okay. talking about that. But it was worth noting. You know, I mean, Uruguay got uh, just over 2 million when it won in 1950. Matsukis, the guy who got the game winner, and uh, their captain, Modric, they have remarkable stories. When they were kids during the war, they fled to Germany for their safety. They, uh, the Serbs kidnapped Modric's grandfather burned down his house his entire family had to flee they lived in a hotel for a while and he played soccer in the parking lot of the hotel growing up you know what they mentioned on the uh, broadcast when serbia plays croatia these two countries just don't like each other very much (laughs) 
<laughs> you can throw out the record book and maybe burn it right. if it's written in Croatian. <laughs> With everything else. A lot but, of chiches on the uh, the Croatian team. Bujicic and Gujicic and Jujicic. The gamesmanship involved in trying to bleed the clock, though, at the end of the game. That's tremendous, isn't it? I mean, there was time. Matsukas gets injured, and he's down, and there's like a few minutes left. And uh, what's the guy's name? McGuire from England is just trying to get your ass off the ground. Like he's not letting him sit there at all. And Matsuka's going, I'm really sorry. I'm just very hurt right now, you know. <laughs> and, and, and you can see them like talking to one, one another and the desperation on one side and the feigned injury on the other. It was actually kind of fun to watch. There was an incident at the end of the uh, near the end of the France-Belgium game where France was trying to do that. And uh, who's the star? The 19-year-old kid, Mbappe. Mbappe. Yeah. There's a, a a play occurs, and it's deemed that uh, Belgium's supposed to get the ball and, and have a, a – not a kick, but a restart. Not a free kick. but mm-hmm. And Mbappe gets up off the ground, like accidentally kicks the ball about eight yards in front of him. And then he just goes and starts dribbling it around. <laughs> Like he's playing by himself, and a guy from Belgium runs over and pushes him. They both ended up getting yellow cards. Oh, uh, yeah. Why would they just grab the ball and, and start again? I don't know. There's, uh, it, it's funny to me the stuff that the refs will deem is uh, inconsistent. Nope. Got to reset that, and then they'll let other plays just go on with the balls. You know, the yeah. goalie will set the ball down after a penalty, and it's rolling, and then he still kicks it, and, you know, you're supposed to be set and all that other stuff. That has but. to be really difficult to officiate. Oh my God! I think again. I think that's where the origin of the acting out and overacting of the penalties came from. You mean yeah. they, they were trying to, to sell others. it to uh, a ref fifty right. yards away. Right. They have to be overly dramatic. Yeah. There's not a lot of them out there, and and uh, what is it? One guy and then linesman two and, linesmen. Yeah. And the linesman. Uh, it's a couple guys though on the field. Is it a couple? I, I, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. I'm, it used to be one and then two linesmen, but I think that for international play, I think it's two guys on the field. Was it one on each side? I believe so. How much do they run in a single match? Like well, I think ten I, miles. It was eight miles for the uh, first round for Russia per game, or something like that. Everybody else did two. No, that's that's <laughs> yeah. They had four of the top ground covers of the top ten. Russia did. Nobody else had more than one. And it's like well-known secret. They're blood dopers. Oh yeah, uh, Icarus is yeah. Watch the documentary, documentary on Netflix right now. You can watch. So they cheated everything, but they it's couldn't cheat their way in. Wide, sport wide, like all sports. Yeah, going back decades. Right, England, all the way to uh, Ivan Drago. I believe. <laughs> England uh, will play Belgium on Saturday for uh, third place. Oh, I, I didn't guess. I didn't even realize they did that. That's cool. Which I kind of think is uh, worth, like do- worth doing. Well, normally I'm not a big fan of games. On it. Yeah, more games. Type games, but uh, you know, once every four years. Did you see the footage of Hyde Park? Not the steakhouse, the actual Hyde Park in London yesterday when England scored that first goal? Yes. I did not. That is one of the coolest. That's going to be reused and memed up. Oh yeah, for years to come. It looks like that turned down for what video that you just people just going absolutely berserk. Yeah, I mean, imagine Central Park having several thousand, you know, tens of thousands of people gathered together to watch a game, and 
the beer just starts flying everywhere through the air. Everybody just throws their beers. Where, what would you do if you're in the middle of that crowd? Where are they getting the beers? They're selling beer, Bill. Okay, but where? Like, it, there's, there's... How do you get out of the mob and get to the beer yeah, stand like, and get back? Yeah. <laughs> that's, I don't know. So, uh, statistically, it sounds like it was uh, Croatia's game, even though England had a one nothing lead. England dominated the first in, half. In the early going. They could have had 2-0 going into half. Croatia they hit the, po- the post. Croatia ended up with 22 shots, seven of them on net. England had 11 shots, one of them on net. The Croatian goaltender made zero saves. Zero. Didn't have to make any saves. <laughs> Couldn't make any saves. He had and, clean uh, gloves at the end of the day. The possession time. Wound up by him, though. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. The corner kicks were uh, eight to four in favor of Croatia. This, I'm really looking forward to Sunday. It was super intense yesterday. That extra time yesterday was just. I mean, you were on the edge of your seat, and I just felt for like the entire nation. You know, all of England just sitting there. Thought they had it after that first half. They had to be feeling it, and then those guys just run forever. Is it Croats, Croatians, Croats? Either one. They those dudes are like marathon runners, man. They just had wheels the entire game. Cronuts. No, that's that's a <laughs> that's, that's a, a croissant and a donut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Giants took Western Michigan cornerback Sam Beal in the third round of yesterday's NFL Supplemental Draft. Uh, that means the Giants won't have that pick in 2019, and the Redskins took uh, Virginia Tech cornerback. Adonis Alexander in the sixth round. Beal uh, is a name to file away and remember because he was supposed to be one of the top collegiate cornerbacks going into this coming season, but uh, some uncertainty regarding his academic status compelled him to apply for the supplemental draft. Academic status? Yeah. What do you care about academics going in the NFL? Well, if you're not eligible, you can't play college. In other words, he wanted, he was, his preference uh, oh, would have been, been to play one more year. Oh. But he probably would have been higher than a third-round pick. He's too uh, – yeah. But. I'm sorry, son. You're too stupid. You have to play in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> – DVE. It is the DVE Morning Show. Randy Bauman along with Bill Crawford, Val Porter, Mike Pursuta with your sports. Uh, at a zoning meeting in Iowa, uh, a small town in Iowa this past week, a woman got up and introduced herself speaking to the city council, uh, which was hearing – uh, from their residents about a particular zoning issue concerning the construction of a, uh, was it a Panera? <laughs> Something like that? Wasn't that what it was? Sure. Uh, so she got up to talk about that, and uh, here's how it started. Hello. My name is Lisa Ann White- Whitmer Wagman. I just moved here because I'm getting a divorce, mm-hmm. and it's not final till September 18th. <laughs> My oh, husband man. will not give me any money, uh. not one penny. The lawyer won't help me. My husband won't help me. My dad, Marlon Lee Whitmer, he's a <laughs> minister, won't help me. That son of a... My stepmother won't help me. I'm not quite sure why I'm here or what I'm doing, but there's a reason. Okay, so it's a zoning hearing. And when I first watched this, I'm like, this poor woman is just not, she's not okay. Right. And she's like... Wait a minute, this isn't my therapist? But... Where am I right now? The longer it went on, I think she just really did want to vent that there, there wasn't much more wrong with her than she's just like, I don't know what to do. 
Ma'am, we're discussing the rezoning for the Portillo's. <laughs> Do you have any comments on that? For the Portillo's, that's it. So, yeah, they remind her, um, you're saying all this stuff, but like that's not what we're here um, for. Ma'am, this is uh, for the restructuring of the Book of DeBeppo. <laughs> is that is that why you're here? Ma'am, we're discussing the rezoning for the Portillo's. Do you have any comments on that? For what? No. We're discussing the rezoning on 53rd for... Well, I live on 63rd. Again, we're here to hear comments about the rezoning. Well, I don't like Facebook. <laughs> and I don't like the internet because i can't find a job oh. the library blocked my password Wait now a tell second. me that does that make any like sense to you ma'am we're not here to discuss your personal life i'm sorry do you have any comments about the rezoning no sir have Thank a good you. day i think she just wanted That's, a place to vent Val. Uh, i can't get any books the library woman. won't give me any books <laughs> barnes and noble won't give me any books. my father marvin Porters lee won't <laughs> give me any books <laughs> That son of a bitch. That son of a... She talked about her daughter at one point, too. She's in college, and, you know, she can't help me. She's only 20. I don't know what to do here. Sometimes Aww. I think that this is not a bad idea, that maybe there should just be a microphone where we can all go and air personal grievances. Well, that's Facebook, but she doesn't like Facebook, so... That is true. That is true. Facebook is one big... But I, I mean something that where we really came together as a community and had to sit and listen to the person like talk. Like a public. Yes, everybody gets five minutes to just vent. I want to see her throughout the rest of the day, just like, you know, getting her oil changed. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, just probably venting to everybody. This is your filter. This is uh, what a clean one looks like. My mom... <laughs> Mary Lee Whitmer <laughs> won't give me filters. I can't afford a filter. I don't even know why I'm here. That's uh, not my car. That poor lady. But God bless her. Why don't we just have a microphone where people we can all get together and people can just air their grievances? Maybe that would make us get along. Maybe. No, I think it'd be way worse. I don't think so. Nah, we'd all come together. It would yeah. be great. I'm telling you, uh, Leonard Skinner is headlining a Southern Rock cruise. In 2019. Did you see this? Uh, they've done these Southern Rock cruises before. I don't know if Skinner's been on it. But... I thought they were done. Well, they're in their farewell tour. It's In the midst of it. Are they sure they want to be doing this? I don't know. I mean, yeah, it is weird. It's like Mamas and the Papas opening a deli. Like, uh, there's a correlation with you and mass travel that uh, I'm not sure I want to be a part of. But the bill is pretty cool. Dickie Betts, Blackberry Smoke, Marshall Tucker Band, Molly Hatchet, the and the Kentucky Headhunters. Yeah, that is a good lineup. Well, the lineup for the show here is pretty good. I think it. I think it's Marshall Tucker. Let me let me double check. But I know it's thirty eight special, Hank Williams Jr. and Skinner. Yeah, would the, you go on like the Good Ship Lollipop? To I wouldn't. See it? I wouldn't do any cruise. I'm not a cruise guy. Like, there's a jam cruise that I would like to, to go on. Government Mule does one. I think it would be cool. I like the idea of seeing all these bands and yeah. partying, but doing it on a boat with a bunch of other people. The worst part about- What about if you took a big group of friends? Bill, the worst part about concerts is the other people. Yeah. Now you have to live with them <laughs> for like a week. Yeah, but you go to a ton of concerts. I know. So you're around a lot of people a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, I don't mind- 
being in big groups of people, but I, I especially you like, like leaving leave. them. Leave. Yes. Here it's Marshall Tucker, 38 Special, Hank Williams Jr., and Skinner. That's a hell so of a lineup. So it's like the cruise almost. Uh, my buddy who's a diehard Skinner fan uh, has seen this tour a couple times and says they are smoking. Said it's really good. They fall under the category of the bands that uh, Mark Madden and I were talking about yesterday, where I believe this this is a a new phenomenon we are witnessing happen, which is that people don't care about original members uh, on a mass level now. It they used to be see like the catalog it used to be like a few thousand people would go to see Foreigner, and now ten thousand people go to that show because they package it with three other bands. Yes, but my thing with the when there's no original members left it's a tribute band which you can see much cheaper somewhere else right but those bands are going to start to have the official endorsement from the original members yes. as if, if to say hey alive. we make money from this and these are the guys that we want to carry on our vision like is happening with Dead and Company right now when Bob Weir stops playing and, and Bill Kreutzman and Mickey Hart they're going to push on and they'll continue doing this forever. That's like their game plan. And Skinner's going to, I'm telling you, they'll rethink this. I, I've, There's too much money to be made. Same with Kiss. You know Kiss is going to go on at Infinite. They've admitted they are going to do that. Right. Yes. I think it's cool. By the way, did you, uh, our friend uh, Jim Shear from uh, VH1 started a petition yesterday online that I hope gained some momentum. Dave Grohl, he is petitioning for the Foo Fighters concert here in Pittsburgh to bring out Donnie Iris. And play Aliyah with the Foo Fighters. Wait, Dave Grohl is actually petitioning? No, Jim oh, okay, Shear is yeah. petitioning Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. Yes. Come on, Oh, Dave. God, I want to see on. that. To, of course. Because that's a band, Foo Fighters, who are willing to like have fun. Yes. It's very much in keeping with their uh, Sonic Highway mentality, the HBO show they had where they went from city to city celebrating the rock and the music of that particular area. Mm-hmm. Well... Doing uh, doing some uh, tribute to uh, King Cool would be a pretty awesome way to celebrate Pittsburgh music. No, that'd be great. I, I know that Jim Shear has a lot of connections with a lot of people. If he has anybody's ear in Foo Fighters, you know they'd be game for it. It got retweeted like a billion times already. I know that um, uh, the one guy from Tesla had a side band called uh, Moon Dog Maine, and that we played them. This was probably eighteen years ago or okay. something. And um, was it Frankie Hanna? Yes. We did a big show out at, actually it was probably 20 years ago maybe, 15 years ago. We did an anniversary show out at whatever it was then, mm-hmm. Burgettstown. Collective Soul, Donnie Iris, um, Moondog Maine, Frank Hannon's band. And Donnie Iris was on stage and Frank Hannon was like, that's such a great song. We're like, oh, that's, yeah, that's Donnie Iris. He's from here. He's like, he's from here? Oh, like, really? That's one of the greatest songs ever. No kidding. He loved it. That's awesome. Yeah, he lives here in Burgettstown. <laughs> he grew up under the stage. Donnie. How Donny. great would that be to see Donnie ushered out there? Dave Grohl just awesome. goes, King Cool! Even if they did Love Like, love is like a Rock. That would oh, be yeah. Incredible. If Dave Grohl found out he's 75 and can still wail like that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He He would have to be game for that. So we have to figure out a way to continue this and maybe get some sort of online thing happening in conjunction with Jim Shear and use the uh, the power of the DVE bat signal to get Dave Grohl's attention on this one. Is this an official, like, or is this just a social media? Literally, it's a, a, social tw- media it's a tweet at this yeah. point. What yeah, I'm I suggesting, it yesterday. What I'm suggesting is that we make it into a movement, Val. Val, perform a movement with me. <laughs> 
uh, wait a second. Let's bring King Cool, Donnie Iris, out on stage with the Foo Fighters. How awesome would that be? I don't like Twitter. I don't like the internet. I can't find anything. We'll get her to start the... Actually, the second petition we're going to do is to get her a job. And not at Portillo's, because she doesn't like it there. No. She lives on 63rd. That place is on Something closer to her house. Something a little closer. She doesn't have to walk 20 blocks. Uh, Val, has your news next? Uh, We're going to talk about some really bad smells that people secretly like. Getting you ready for the Deutschtown Music Festival, too, with Murder for Girls. They're performing live in the 9 o'clock hour. 369 bands all over the north side in Deutschtown this weekend. And the outside stages, the outdoor stages, are are really tremendous. But they uh, do a really great job of finding venues that don't traditionally hold you know, live music and turning right. them and converting them for the day into these really cool live music venues. And it's a great way to sort of have like a historic tour, see tons of cool bands, drink craft beers. There's like 35 food trucks. There's all kinds of art vendors and crafts vendors. Kids. Arts and crafts. Yeah. Arts and crafts vendors. Yeah. Kids stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a Portillas. Right. <laughs> Just got added. That's right. Rezoned into it. Uh, and there's a, there's a microphone for airing public grievances. <laughs> It'll be great. Did you notice Bert Kreischer's eyelash when we had the comedy fest? He had oh, a rogue Sarah, eyelash. No, it's a really long one. Because no, when we were I on didn't. air on Friday morning, Sarah was like trying to pull it out. It's like, a And he's f- like, no, it's just really long. I thought they were talking about an eyebrow, and I was backstage with him and Rory, and Rory was like, wow, that thing is really big. He's like, you could comb that over. And I was like, think, I, and Bert's like, I don't know why it happened. I'm like, dude, when you get older, I'm telling you, your eyebrows just grow, like, and they Crazy. get curly and stuff. He's like, it's not my eyebrow, dude. It's my eyelash. I'm like, eyelash? And I looked, and he showed me, and it was a full-on, it looked like a hair on the top of his head, Growing out of his eyelid. Oh Does it curl God. up? Because that wouldn't that get in this your path of vision? And yes, right. he says he can see it all the time, but he thought he it was good luck. He can see it. He thinks it's good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. I can't believe Papa John got in a fight with Pac-Man. It's like <laughs> the whole world's turned upside down. Oh, am I confusing stories? Yeah, you're you're oh. conflating things. No. Those two things did happen yesterday. One with Papa John uh, dropping N-bombs and the other one with... Uh, pa- Papa N-bomb? <laughs> and one with Pac-Man Jones dropping Popeye's bags and then fighting an airport employee. I think it's almost not... Funny is not the right word, but like the fact that everyone's like, Papa John dropped the N-bomb? Yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> On a conference call? Yep. Well, that's a little aggressive, but still. Yep. Not brand. Not surprised. At all, we go, and then everybody dropped Papa John yesterday. Major League Baseball's like, "Yeah, we're done with him. Sorry." He had to resign from the board at Louisville, where he was like, I guess, a member of the athletic board there. I don't. Everybody, please welcome Papa John to the <laughs> conference call. And I'll tell you what, another thing about those N words, Papa John, you're you're on you're on with the whole group. This is we are live. We're live here, Papa. <laughs> with the basketball team, <laughs> Papa. Papa, you're on oh, with God. the basketball team. Oh, no. 
No, this is no. Awkward. This is. Uh, I'm sorry. This is. This is. This is Papa Roach. <laughs> Wrong Papa. Hold on. I'll go get. I'll go get the one that makes the pizza. <laughs> Papa Chubby. Uh, what do you got going on over there, Val? Here is the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Center 11. It's 63 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. It is reported PennDOT officials were planning to do work on Route 30 just days before it collapsed in April. Channel 11 reporting that officials said they knew the road needed repairs, but at the time didn't uh, determine it to be a dire situation. Emails show PennDOT was planning to close one lane of the road the weekend of April 13th through the 15th. That road collapsed on April 7th. That's like the the quintessential. I was just about to get to that. I would no, I no, we had plans that was I it was on my to-do list. Oh. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that the whole roadway was going to fall down a cliff. Oops. <laughs> A survey by the Pew Research Center says most Americans believe Barack Obama is the best president in their lifetime. Those surveyed could choose Wrong. any president between Theodore Roosevelt to Donald Trump. 44% chose Obama. Bill Clinton was the second most popular, followed by Ronald Reagan. 19% of those surveyed said President Trump is the best president of their lifetime. If you're a fan of Two Trump soundbites, you're going to have a field day with what he did this morning, by the way. Oh, was he... Uh, Once again... Is he letting loose? Well, he told the uh, the foreign press corps that he was a very stable genius. They said, hey, you're going to... Uh, you say now NATO's good. By the way, he made a speech this morning completely reversing everything he said yesterday. And he goes, NATO's great. I love NATO. Who does... <laughs> this is... This is I I love NATO. Believe me, we're being treated very fairly. So somebody loves NATO like me. And the other funny thing about that, well, at any rate, so after this impromptu press conference, because he was thirty five minutes late, missed his meetings with two other people, and they had to just like scrap the schedule. Yeah, they scrapped the schedule. And a guy from a Croatian newspaper asked him, uh, "You say this now, but are you going to tweet something else later when you get on Air Force One?" And he goes, "No, that's not me. That's somebody else. I'm a very stable genius." So he's running with that. He knows that people are using that, and he, he wants that to be his his moniker, I guess. What, stable genius? Yeah. But the other funny thing a, is- I think a horse trainer probably already has that. Yesterday when he when he teed off on Germany, he's like, Germany's controlled by Russia. And then John Kelly, General Kelly, mm-hmm. machine gun- Chief, Chief of staff. Kelly. Like, a like he's at the end of the table, and he puts his head in his hand. He's like, oh my God, can you- Oh, what the- you, oh! So they asked Sarah Sanders about it, and she goes, well, he was upset because he was expecting a full breakfast, oh and they only had God. pastries and cheese for him. <laughs> you know how Machine Gun Kelly can't can't deal with those pastries and cheese? Oh, the guy boy. who led troops through Iraq, yeah, becomes completely unraveled when he doesn't get eggs. It's bad timing that he just noticed that... The cheese danishes. And imagine expecting a full, meat. A full breakfast, breakfast. In, in the context I was told of there was gonna be bacon. <laughs> in the context of what they were doing. Like they were just gonna have mouthfuls of grits. Yeah. Another thing about NATO. Sausage and grits. Yes, I would like more juice. This is a breakfast after where, where all. Are the home fries? There's no home fries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way he reacts when Trump says that, and he's like, ah! <laughs> it's like how every like divorce hearing must occur, like when one side is a uh, uh, test of, yeah, exactly. He makes the face like when Tom Hanks hits his uh, thumb with the hammer. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> well, one of President Trump's old pals, porn star Stormy Daniels, reportedly under arrest in mm. Ohio. She let a customer touch her during a performance in Columbus at a strip club. There's her, no touching. Her attorney, Michael Avenatti, reported the arrest on Twitter late mm. last night, calling it desperate and politically motivated. He called the misdemeanor charge bogus and questioned the use of law enforcement resources for that arrest. Seems like a, yeah, not not something that they're really, they need to really crack down on. Is this like a publicity stunt? Like, is she, she not selling well or something? I don't know. Because I know she canceled the event that night, but is she like, uh, I don't know, trying to use this to really get some free press? No, I, no, I think it's the other way around. I think this was a... My interpretation of this would be it's a very political thing. You know, it's funny. I was talking to Albert from uh, Blush. I saw him in a bar downtown. Prince Albert. And he and he goes, I'm going to come over and hug you because I was talking about on air how he smells like cologne. Like if he shakes your hand, you smell like Albert for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm, what is that? It was the night Stormy it was Albert. in town or it was the weekend mm-hmm. after the Stormy was in town. And he's like telling me how... how great stormy daniels is with her fans he goes mm-hmm. do you know what she used to charge back in the day for a lap dance i go i don't know what he goes 20 bucks now that she's hugely famous you know what she charges now and i'm like 100 he goes 20 bucks that's how much she loves her fans and i go or she's an idiot <laughs> that's and he goes, how bad at business she is <laughs> he goes it might be a little bit of both but she's a doll <laughs> So the touching thing, I'm sure the cops were like, you know, let's she shut still down lets this guys show. touch her. I mean, who would do that? <laughs> but she's not dumb enough. That's illegal to get busted doing any like, you know, lightweight prostitution yeah. in a Ohio strip club. No, that's There's too totally much... separate. Right, that's thirty dollars. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much she used to charge people to have sex with her. Thirty dollars in HJ. Fifty-five dollars. Guess what she charges now? Forty. She cut her prices. Yeah. <laughs> it's she's, unbelievable. She's very dumb. She gives out coupons. <laughs> you should see where she puts them. Uh, another reason for you guys to ditch the tie, according to a new study, wearing a tie is bad for your health. The study was published in the journal Neuroradiology and found wearing a tie significantly limits the blood flow to the brain by constricting those veins in the neck and subsequently hindering the ability to think. Not only that, it can be extremely dangerous for anyone suffering from high blood pressure because wearing a tie can cut off circulation by as much as 7.5%. Back in 2003, a separate study even found wearing a tight neck tie can increase the chance of developing glaucoma and blindness. I had uh, I I I had to put on a suit a couple weeks ago, and this shirt that I chose I must have been fitted for after I had like, you know, diphtheria or something, <laughs> <laughs> because it, it didn't fit you yeah. at all. And I you know I'm not slim. I mean I'm I'm a, like less than five pounds above where I would have been uh-huh. back in the if my neck shouldn't be that but I'm like oh my god like, <laughs> and then I was like I can't have a loose tie for this I, i'm just gonna have to suck it up and hope that this expands dude i felt like you show up with a purple was, head yeah there's like a rubber band <laughs> around my thumb and it was just like <laughs> pulsing red my entire face i mean that makes sense anytime i have to put a tie on i don't feel myself 
Like I, I mean, I didn't mean that literally. I, <laughs> I don't I feel uh, myself. <laughs> I don't feel like me. I always feel weird and uncomfortable, lightheaded, and, and yeah. Oh, lightheaded. That your tie's too tight. Probably, yeah. Yeah, that's too tight. I wore one every day <laughs> in high school, so it's not a big deal to me. Did you wear a real tie or a clip-on in high school? Real. Wow. I mean, I had like three did in my locker. Did you retie it, or did yeah. you always have it like just kind of loosened? It. Yeah, it's not every that. Day. It really not. That's like, oh my god, you tied your shoes. Oh, I'm so <laughs> impressed. I don't know, man. Tying a tie is not that big of a it's, deal. It's kind of tough. When you have to do it I'm every day, it becomes it. very simple. Okay. And for the ladies, wearing a bra can give us headaches. 78% of women. Us too. <laughs> 78% of women in the wear, world wear the wrong size bra. And if you're one of them, it can add stress to your shoulders, which can lead to headaches and back and neck pain. That girl's giving me a headache and it's out to here. <laughs> I just made the symbol for boobs. Yeah. Right. It's so a good bit to do on the radio. So good radio get your, bit. Uh, your bra sized. <laughs> what do you do that? Do you jiffy yeah. lube? Uh, yeah. yeah. How can, do you, they'll do, do it. Like, do you just, I mean, are, aren't you just always kind of ballparking it? I mean, how, how do you know? No, they, they'll measure you. Oh, they will? Yeah. Like Victoria, Victoria's Secret or oh, any Just a guy on the or, street? Yep. Just find a guy with a tape measure. Just a handful. Just to mm, measure I'd my say. kitchen for vinyl and uh, my boobs. It's just Billy Bob Thornton from Sling Bait. Yeah, nothing mm. makes you feel worse about yourself than getting sized Get, for a bra. That, that 30, bra. 36, uh, is, it, is it the same thing they put your foot in? <laughs> yes. That little slide yeah. there. They're like, hold on, this guy's just, <laughs> this guy's almost done. We're, we're fitting him for You're some. You're wide. <laughs> Do you pronate? You need a wide width. Yeah. <laughs> Testosterone boosts the desire for men. <laughs> what? Was it happy days? They called it the over-the-shoulder boulder, boulder holder. <laughs> <laughs> Couple sweater puppies. <laughs> I don't know. Happy days got away with a few like totally creepy things. <laughs> the panty raid episode of Happy Days is the all-time creepiest thing that was on primetime television. And all of America thought was hilarious. Oh, it was funny how they used to just go in so and sneak, sneak into girls' rooms while they were sleeping and steal their underwear. You know. Hindsight's twenty twenty. America We now know that that was a, a crime. <laughs> it's a crime. It's a crime. Uh, testosterone boosts the desire for men to buy luxury goods. <laughs> I used to have low T. Now I got all the T and I'm buying more stuff. <laughs> Researchers gave study subjects a single boost of testosterone, and sure enough, those guys got all jacked up to purchase fancy watches and fast cars. Wasn't much of a surprise to scientists as previous studies had already shown increases in testosterone levels are connected to behaviors aimed at boosting social rank. I gotta get a Breitling watch to go with all this tea. <laughs> I can't be driving around in a Prius. I got tea now. I need a Lamborghini. The preponderance of of tea <laughs> these days, I think, is gonna it, it, it's on full display right now. We need less tea, way in the less. World. <laughs> or just you know, like if if a guy like if you're losing, t like I lost a lot of tea. Okay, lost a lot of it. Self admitted. Is right? that? But that's natural. Yeah, right? but it's also good. Like the it's tea you have until you're I, about thirty is like when you're twenty one. You're an ape. Right. Yeah. Now, I I think when you're in your early 30s, 
you're really fighting the current of the river. <laughs> and then towards <laughs> the, the end of your 30s, now you're just like, all right, this is the river. I'm just going to lay back and let it take me. Like, I'm not going to fight this. I'm not going to thrash around and try to figure out how to get back to my fighting days. Right. It's like what it's like the equivalent <laughs> of what Mike was saying yesterday about the DH. Like, you know, can still really get it done at the plate, <laughs> but just really too tired to play the field. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a different position now. Right. You got to go play in the when American League. When you have to League. step up and get it done, <laughs> you can. I'm wondering if a lot of people with dogs wonder how this situation would play out in their house. A couple in Istanbul having problems in their marriage earlier this year. That's because the husband got a dog. Well, his wife wasn't happy about it because she thought it was she was taking care of the dog. It was way too much work for her. So she gave her husband an ultimatum. Me or the dog? Oh, boy. Oh, no. He went with the dog. Yikes. And they are now getting divorced. Yeah, you got to kind of be confident that he's going to pick you and not the, <laughs> not the dog. Yeah. Maybe she was. I've had some cats come between me and my significant other before. Yeah. I was like, you know. Really? Yeah, because can't, I can't sleep with a cat in the bed. Because you're allergic. Yeah. I wake up and I'm like doing the like sleep apnea thing. <laughs> you know. Do you make <laughs> that face? And I'm not putting the Bane mask on to go to bed. No, that's not hot. So that, you know, Fluffy can hang out on the end. <laughs> that's got to deplete your tea right there. I just always feel like a cat is against me. Always. I feel like it's just, you're in a battle with a cat. Like, even well, when yeah. you Just you personally or I mean, everybody? yeah, it feels personal. Have you seen the way cats look at people? It's no. not like, hey, I like to be friends, maybe hang out a little bit. It's like, who the hell are you? Who do you think you are? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Maybe you just I'd kill you friends if I was a little bit cat. bigger. You like cats? I had cats when I was younger, yeah. How come you don't have cats now? Because I have dogs and they don't like cats. You have great right. dogs. Our dogs, dogs are don't smart. Like cats. Yeah, those dogs are full of tea. <laughs> uh, what are some bad smells you actually enjoy or don't mind, even though most people find them foul and offensive? Not the third floor bathroom here. <laughs> I can tell Does you that. Does someone enjoy that? Uh, someone, yeah, yeah because go, they sit in it. I go in, in there it. and puff it. <laughs> yeah. There's several There's other- There's an air freshener in here. Take it in there. Several other commodes oh, in this building that yeah. people could choose from, and three people will go in there and just create the Hurt Locker that you do yeah. not want to have to- Like, yesterday I walked in there because I had to blow my nose. Yeah, you came back into the studio. And somebody was- <laughs> In there, just defiling. I'm like, it, is that you said? just, just defiling. <laughs> yes, I, I was getting the dry heaves. Oh, just that immediate when it hits oh, your nose. Oh. Yeah, in the back of your neck. Ah, oh, it's everywhere. You're chewing it as you walk out. Dude, think about that bathroom. <laughs> it's like the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> Mikey, Bob, Mark Madden, uh, like. Well, there, are, there are. There's a uh, the men outnumber the women on this floor. Oh yeah, and that's apparent. Number. Yeah. So you got a lot of traffic in there. Yeah, and at like nine o'clock, people run in there like the old days, like reporters running to the phone booths trying to file a story. <laughs> <laughs> got to beat the deadline. <laughs> that's a funny phrase to use for running to the bathroom. You should just use it all the time. I got to beat the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled the pin, and I don't know how long I have. <laughs> I've got to get in there. Oh, <laughs> uh, so the smells—smells. Smells, uh, I'm talking about like gasoline, 
Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. like gas. Yeah. Mowing a lawn when you get grass-gas combo yeah. is the best. Chlorine. Mm. Like a... I don't like, like that smell. No? No. Not a fan. Now, this one is one I don't like. Fresh mulch. No, that I don't like That smells like it. poop. No. <laughs> Sometimes. It, yeah, it's like peaty, that weird smell, yeah. P- oh, peat, like P-E-A-T. Mm-hmm. Like peat moss? Uh... Skunk? Randy's cousin. Skunk? Who I mean, skunk? only because sometimes it has like a weed smell to it. Some oh, people I could see digging Like skunk that. weed? Yeah. But, yeah. This and, weed's um, been farted on by a skunk. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. Fresh asphalt. <laughs> the way <laughs> you said that. You just, <laughs> it smells like fresh asphalt in the bathroom <laughs> every <laughs> single day. I man. don't know whose asphalt it is. Who asphalt? <laughs> <laughs> whose I, asphalt is that? <laughs> See yours. Someone's ass is at fault. <laughs> Mike's got sports next. DVE. DVE sports. Mike, pursuing it with your sports right now on the DVE morning show. Mike, what's the word? Sports is hour brought to you by Sports Clips. After the Pirates' two nothing victory over the Nationals yesterday afternoon, a win that allowed the Bucks to take two of three from Washington in the series. Owner Bob Nutting decided he was coddling the team too much. They have replaced the Whirlpool in the clubhouse with a big tub and an outboard motor. <laughs> General Manager Neil Huntington is also talking about a series of bonuses for poor play, maybe choosing a least valuable player. <laughs> As for manager Clint Hurdle after uh, Felipe Vasquez recorded the final out, he was overheard chortling. It's starting to come together, Pepper. It's starting to come together. <laughs> maybe, maybe not, but that's three and one uh, this week in the wake of general manager Neil Huntington saying that the Pirates needed to make a push before the All-Star break and that four and four wasn't going to cut it. What if they keep winning? Can they then really still sell off whatever pieces they have left that somebody else might value? Yeah. You know, at some point this season, Polanco just looked at Joe Boo and he said, if you know, help me now, Joe Boo. <laughs> I'd do it myself. Stalling Marte was the uh, Joe Boo hero yesterday with uh, a two-run homer. That was the only offense in uh, a crisp two-hour and 34-minute game yesterday afternoon at PNC Park. Bucks are 43-49. and 49. They're still six under five hundred, but uh, they've got a chance to do something about that before the All-Star break. Five coming up. With first place Milwaukee. Oh Lord, just let them win four. Oh, out of I five. know, wouldn't it be great? I just want to see what happens if they win four out of five. Do you still think that they're going to get rid of players? Yes. No matter what. Yes. See, I, I'm I'm kind of rooting for the Pirates because I don't want them to sell off pieces like like a Jay Hay or somebody. Oh, that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I should prepare. Yeah, prepare yourself. I think that's what Neil Huntington was doing on Sunday. Without a doubt. He was talking about optimism uh, degenerating into realism. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. but uh, Don't buy any green bananas. You know, four and four is not uh... going to be good enough. We have to make a push. (laughs) What what about seven and two? Would that change things? No, I don't think it would, but it would make it a lot harder to... Uh, publicly execute. That's all we're hoping for is a public execution. I wish you would have been there, Mike, when he said that, so that you could have asked him that follow-up question. <laughs> what if they go eight and one? Four and four ain't gonna cut it, guys. 
Does it one cut it? Guys, I'm done. That was supposed to be. I was gonna be. I was gonna say that, and then I was. I was gonna leave. I'm, you guys are ruined. Like I was trying to do it like a ultimatumy thing. Forgot, Anyways, forgot to drop the mic. Isn't that fun to think of right now? Them literally rooting against the team winning in the front office to make it easier for them when the purge occurs. You know, when Vasquez came in yesterday, I swear I could heard. I thought I heard somebody say, "I hate this effing song." Milwaukee in town for the first of five tonight. Wade Miley for the Brewers, Jamison Tyone for the Bucks. Miley is uh, coming off the 60-day disabled list. It's going to be just his third start of the season. He was also on the DL uh, this year for a groin injury. He's 1-0 with a 1.42 ERA. Tyone 5-7 with a 4.05 ERA. Jamison Tyone's most recent outing was Sunday. That was the game that he took a 2-0 lead into the seventh inning and then uh, wound up Given up a couple of runs, uh, the Phillies battled back to tie the game, and uh, after they wound up scoring three in the seventh to win it three to two, Tyone talked afterward about uh, seeing a pitcher warming up in the bullpen before the Phillies had gotten anything done in the seventh inning. "Quote: That's the human element of it. Pitching, looking over your shoulder at 68 pitches without a guy touching second base, and someone's warming up. That's tough." This is also tough. Tyone started the season 2-0 with a 0.89 ERA in his first three starts. Since then, he is 3-7, 4.86. Maybe that's why somebody was warming up in the bullpen. Chad Cole won't be doing any warming up for a long time. The Pirates uh, announced yesterday he's going to be shut down until at least August 8th as they try to get him through right forearm elbow difficulties. Bucks are 11 and a half behind Milwaukee as that uh, series commences tonight. Uh, they won two out of three in Milwaukee from uh, May 4th through the 6th. And the two teams split a couple of games here at PNC Park in June. The third was rained out. That's why they're playing a doubleheader on Saturday. In the World Cup, uh, they are down to a final matchup. It'll be Croatia against France on Sunday at 11 a.m. our time, Croatia punching its ticket to the championship match with a 2-1 to extra-time victory over England yesterday. Croatia going to a World Cup final for the first time. And You know, one of the things I love about this tournament is uh, you learn a lot of backstories about a lot of guys you have uh, no prior knowledge of. You follow the traditional sports here in North America long enough and you pretty much know everything about everybody, right? So there's really Mm -hmm. nothing new. Um, Take the case of uh, Croatian defender Dejan Lovren. He was, uh, he plays for Liverpool in the Premier League and Harry Kane of England plays for Tottenham. So you get that a lot in this tournament, guys who are either teammates or, or competitors in the English Premier League. And Lovren apparently got a little annoyed uh, a pre-match press conference before the England game, he was being uh, badgered about a game last year in the Premier League in which Kane scored a couple of goals and Tottenham beat Liverpool 4-1. to one. That kind of irked Lovren. He didn't understand why that was pertinent now. Uh, after the Croatia win yesterday uh, regarding uh, Croatia's trip to the final, Lovren said, quote, I deserve this. <laughs> He had to endure the media. Yeah. And now he deserves to be in that final. Then there's uh, Ivan Perisic. He talked about uh, having watched Croatia play France in 1998 in the semifinal. 
France won that game and uh, went on to win the World Cup. Uh, he said, quote, I rooted for Croatia wearing the Croatia jersey. I could only dream of playing for my country. Well, yesterday he not only got to wear that jersey and play for his country, he scored the game-tying goal in the 68th minute. A little Croatian. A hell of a, growing a, a, up hell of a jump kick there. It's a star for his country in the World Cup. Dreams come true. Even in Croatia. Who do you like? Croatia. Do you? I like France. Croatia's got the legs. France can defend. Defense wins championships. I, is that what they say? Hmm. I think in soccer it's legs win championships. Legs, I don't know. Legs feed the wolf, according to Herb Brooks. Or in your case, the Croatian. Wolf. Fal, what do you got coming up? Have you heard of pegasms? We're going to talk about it. <laughs> do we have to? <laughs> that sounds what I, like what I think it is. It's, is it self-explanatory? Uh, maybe. Not, there, well, there a couple times I held it at a Steelers game where it was felt... <laughs> Comparable. Hey, uh, the uh, Deutschland Music Festival this weekend, and uh, the organizers of the event, Cody, Hugh, and Ben, are going to join us in studio here uh, in anticipation of the band Murder for Girls playing upstairs in the DVE Coffee House. 369, count them, 369 bands this weekend on the north side. That's a lot of setting up and tearing down. Gonna ask them to name all the bands off the top of their heads. Oh no, they're getting a band quiz when we come back. Yeah, we're gonna ask them members' names, <laughs> discology, discology, Stan uh, Savern next hour as well, right here on the DVE Morning Show. It's the DVE Morning Show. Randy Bauman, and uh, we welcome uh, our friends Cody Walter, Hugh Twyman, and Ben Saltz in right now from the Deutschtown Music Festival. Which uh, has grown to ridiculous uh, uh, lengths this year. 369 bands. Now, here's my first question. What, what, how many years is this? Fourth or fifth? Sixth. Seventh? Here's the thing. <laughs> the 369 bands. Not enough. Yeah, it, we're adding good. probably one more performance. Isn't this yeah, at some point, fellas, like then Kobayashi... Like, he's not tasting the last hot dogs, you know? Like, <laughs> do you worry at all that it might be, you know, I don't worry too because many? Uh, some people seem to worry. Like, oh, that's just way too many. But I, I've taken, taken the uh, thought that, you know, if people want to see, like, some band that they maybe never heard of, they're going to bring fans in. Mm-hmm. They're going to bring their people in. And then you get to see other bands. So right. I, I don't, I don't want to see it go to like 500 well maybe i do i don't know it's just, <laughs> I mean, yeah. we, we found places for them to play i mean these are people making art and they really ask us they're begging to get on so mm-hmm. we're trying to find as many places for them to play so are they all going to be amazing probably not but there's a lot of great ones so if you mm-hmm. don't know them i mean that's the thing there's another one is playing somewhere else across the street another band will start 45 minutes later i mean there's just so much to hear and choose from well and the other thing and we were just talking about this off air the opportunity to play at something like this can be the impetus for an artist to choose this is what i'm going to do or we can develop our act into something else you are basically watering the plants for a lot of these Mm -hmm. people uh and or ending it (laughs) yeah but that's not bad either hey guys Uh, we should not be a band (laughs) (laughs) found that out the hard way yeah do you guys have more outdoor stages than ever before 
Yeah, absolutely. We're up to uh, 13 this year. That's incredible. Okay, so the one thing I've been selling everybody on, and uh, uh, I know I talked to uh, Hugh and, and Cody the, the day you guys were doing the uh, Saturday afternoon show at the Skyline stage. Yeah, yeah. That is something that I don't think a lot of Pittsburghers know about, which is, I mean, essential. We have to develop that stage. It is yeah. just way too cool. Uh, so if you could, Cody, explain what that stage is and how you'll have that set up. Sure. So uh, the Skyline stage is right across from the Allegheny Elks Lodge uh, next to the Sumari Pool. Um, there is uh, an old um, urban renewal stage that was built in the 1960s that's currently there. It's concrete. It's dilapidated. But ultimately, it faces the wrong direction. The band gets to see the city. And there's this amazing view corridor of uh, the skyline right there. And for a long time, I, I thought it would be great to have a permanent stage that faced the other direction, right. engaged with the pool. You could do things like movie night at the pool where your admission was a raft or like other cool things with a stage there. And yeah. um, oh, that sure. would be cool to have. Mo- I didn't even think about that. That would be awesome. So, so last year in uh, in October, I found out that uh, in early September, I found out that in October, the Park Planning Commission was going to open up their books and their master plan. And uh, instead of telling the people on the planning commission that this was a great idea to have a stage that faced the other way, I figured we'd throw a show together and uh, get a picture. And we did show just that. Them. Exactly. Yeah. You know, one of the key words in all this, though, too, is, is pool, right? It's going to be, like, really hot on Saturday. You can come down, bring your swimsuit. I mean, you're able to pay a couple dollars now. I think the city finally modernized the pool system where you could actually pay at each pool when you go into it. Oh, that's So awesome. come on down, bring a couple bucks, bring your swimsuit, and you can go swimming on Saturday. And there's going to be music playing right next to you. Right. Uh, this is an, an incredible event with 34 food trucks, vendors uh, all over the place. So explain to me how the wristband thing works. Uh, so one of the ways that we try to monetize uh, to be able to pay these bands, because we've been able to pay the bands the last three years, uh, not incredibly, uh, we can always do better, uh, but each year we have gotten uh, a little better at it. And so the wristbands um, is one of the ways that, that we, we do that. It's $5 per wristband. Uh, that gets you carded by a ramp-certified individual, uh, and then you can go to any of the bars, and they don't have to waste time carding you uh, in the bar. Um, and within our uh, beer garden, you have to have a wristband to uh, to purchase alcohol. Okay, so uh-huh. there are shuttles available because with this many outdoor stages and this much uh, space being occupied by bands loading in and loading out. Parking's going to be at a premium. What's the yeah, best the, way? If I'm coming in from the suburbs... The Bill Crawford shuttle starts at the T-Station <laughs> on the north side. Yeah. Goes around Will there 12. be a band in the shuttle? Because if there's not, you're missing a number. Yeah. Why you would, know what? Jesus, man. We always how do you not have a shuttle band? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's one place we didn't think. Oh, All right, so uh, it's the north side T-Station. And yeah, about 11 other spots along the north side. Uh, our printed schedules have all the bus stops, the website, DeutscheTimeMusicFestival.com and .org. We got both of them covered. Oh. Um, those oh, nice. have all the stops, too. So it, those go continuously from 11 a.m. to midnight. Uh, at one point, there's two going at one at the same time. So there's plenty of ways to get around and take public transportation down to the festival. Hugh, awesome. how has this festival, besides the besides the uh, the the size of it, mm-hmm. how how do you think it has changed for the better? What what have you guys learned from year to year? In well, this? we got slagged a little bit on social media last year for yeah, not but that's being... social media. That's redundant to say you're getting slagged. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what happens. But we, you know, there was a conversation about not being diverse enough, so we took that to heart, mm-hmm. and we had a couple people come in and uh, give us some points, and I think we're really diverse. I just saw a post yesterday. 
somebody said, uh, yeah, there's some real heavy bands there. I can't believe it. And I'm like, yeah, it's a conscious effort, but you mm -hmm. know, we just want to do more. Yeah, I was actually, um, I did uh, a podcast yesterday, a local music podcast, where, and I was talking about some of the bands I was excited about at Deutschtown, and I realized afterwards that the bands I was bringing up, the because of the diversity factor like you know people always bring that up like make sure you're including everybody and i wasn't consciously doing it and i'm like oh my god boy i just named like eight bands and they're all different right. with different makeups right uh and uh, that's a tribute to you guys to be able to have uh, thought that out and uh, consciously sought out making sure that uh, everybody's represented here right yeah but, uh, but it's also just, a meritocracy yeah. it's not like uh you know y you get in because of who you are there's some great bands right for sure uh, and and uh, we can't take all the credit on that we did we we created an inclusiveness committee we had about 10 different individuals uh from the neighborhood and the community as well as from the, the the music community who uh, helped us look at all aspects of, of being inclusive. Now, what about, Ben, the North Side, you know, when when the uh, James Street closed last year, there was this notion that it was shut down because a neighbor and the noise and everything, and there was this knock on Northsiders almost that as if they didn't want live music venues yeah. in their neighborhood. Now, that was not an accurate representation no, at all. No, yeah, not exactly, and it's just, you know, um, a few people complaining about things can really, you know, be an impact. Well, so. I'm wondering, does that did that enter into your planning of this event? Is there any worries with the neighborhood? Are people supportive on the north side of this? If you're walking around, you're going to get it. Get off my yeah. lawn! I mean, the majority no, of people <laughs> are supportive, but uh, again, you, you know, it's more like get off my <laughs> <Yeah>. sidewalk. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're doing this in people's front yard, so that's right. what we're super conscious about. Um, you know, we've been engaging with the community. We try to take all of their suggestions and, and do what we can to make this more, you know not really to put everybody out i mean we're taking away their parking you know for a day and a half mm -hmm. and uh you know we're putting a lot of music and noise in front of people's windows so that you know we really appreciate the neighbors and it's just it's 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 tough to do this and you know we just you have a lot of people that are supportive you have a couple people that have problems and we we deal with that the best that we can yeah but there's no denying that the locale for this the north side is a special place and deutschtown deserves to be recognized yeah and you guys have done a, a pretty good job of creating unique music venues out of places that don't normally uh, hold <laughs> cody will come to me i think we should have somebody at the spring garden bathroom at the <laughs> hardware store <laughs> pretty good cody impression yeah, that's good <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, how receptive are those businesses to that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, they're. I mean, anyone we've approached has been more than willing to uh, participate. You know, we've got uh, a hip uh, clothing store that just opened on East Ohio called Annex, and they're having a couple acoustic acts in cool. there. Uh, JR's Bar, it's their first year participating, and they're doing some hip hop, hip -hop and, and DJs in there. Hoosar's um, got a bunch of people playing. Yeah. Hoosar's great, and it's it's outdoor uh, during the day on Saturday, and then indoor Friday and, uh, and, we, and Saturday we night. We added at the last minute to Tony, to Tony Manorcore, the German club right yeah. there. They they reached out to me like two and a half weeks ago, say, hey, uh, we want to do this. <laughs> we want bands on Friday and Saturday. And I sent out a text, and Cody was like, oh, there's no way. And I was like... Who took Cody Walters and what, what did they do with them? <laughs> yeah, right. you know, and then two days later, he's like, "Why did I say that? Oh my god!" Like, listen, twenty more bands, you know. And there, there we go. We're Friday and Saturday at the outdoor beer garden at Teutonia Manor Court. All right. So my my concern for you guys is that there will be some people who find this to be overwhelming and intimidating. 
but you have gone to great lengths to make sure that people know it is a family-friendly event all day long. You can uh, bring your kids down. Bring your dog. Bring your dog. <laughs> hang out. Like, use the north side as your park for the day. Right. Uh, bounce houses, live ice carving, face painting, obstacle courses, caricatures, mimes, climbing walls, aerial skills. That's just Cody. That's, <laughs> that's just him. Uh, yeah. um, ice Crawford, par- Crawford knows about the bounce <laughs> yeah, houses. Yeah, I do. <laughs> what I happened? Do. Your kids got to, uh, like... No, there was just a, a qu- very quick search and rescue commission <laughs> that had, had to happen. There was just, you know, a 16-year-old kid that pulled the plug on the back of the bounce house. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Those things are heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you had to pull the, the, the kids out of there? <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Now our insurance is through the roof because of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got a free shuttle. There's uh, So parking isn't a problem, and getting to the north side should be pretty simple. Come down and join us. There's going to be 369 musical acts, and it's basically an all-day party, and you're going to be able to see a lot of great musicians, and as you said, these people are artists putting it out there yep. uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to it I can't imagine how much time this takes for you guys yeah, yeah it's crazy we start in February taking submissions and then by the end of the March uh, they close in March and then I'm off and running yeah Hugh starts in February we, we start on Sunday this week but then the good thing about me is come Friday Saturday I'm done I, what, what, what can I do it. yeah right. I enjoy it you know I can't really do anything if somebody's calling for a DI cable at Who's ours? I'm like, what's a DI? Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> did you guys ever think about, you know how like you'll go in bookstores and there'll be like staff picks? Like, did you guys ever think about putting a... I was, like I a, was going to do the, the, the app, the sketch app and do my own little schedule. But yeah. it's like, you know, I don't want to... You don't want to show favoritism. Slight. No, no. I think the yeah. favoritism is in the picking of the band. Will you just share that with me personally then? You got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because if you make a Spotify list or something like that, it's yeah, going to have 369. We just didn't really have time. There yeah. was too many I mean, this it's picks. three of us. Yeah. It's three of us. They're going to start putting up bus signs today. <laughs> well, you, like, know, you could make you it smaller. Delegate you this know? stuff out. Yeah, yeah. Either get a crew. Get a committee. Uh, all right. So here's the thing. I mean, we're all going to be down there this weekend, and very much looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, I can't I'm, wait. I'm, I've already kind of plotted where I want to go and how I'm going to get to all those places because there's so many cool stages. Like, if you've not been to the Rascaler at Max's, that's oh, yeah. a great place it's to go. Really great. If you've not been to Penn Brewery and see, the, right. the, they have two stages there, right? Three. Yep. Three? Yes. Oh, the one outside is really cool. I like the setup outside because you kind of feel like you're in Germany oh, yeah. pounding beers and you're <laughs> like, you know, an all stone... <laughs> Patio, was, was a couple of years ago was beauty slop there yeah yeah, yeah. that was yeah. crazy people were like hanging from every surface yeah that was awesome last year it was uh bastard bearded irishman and this year it's gene and the werewolf he was like hanging oh, off the geez. side of things and like oh, yeah it's not yeah. a liability Jimmy problem bastard at all. Doesn't, yeah <laughs> you don't want to yeah you don't want to get him up too high he climbs <laughs> well there's don't, a climbing wall don't they added it for him. <laughs> yeah. there's a climbing wall uh and, and wiggle's got a cool stage red bears out by wiggle i mean it's just it, it what I'm proud of is every lineup, every stage has a really kicking lineup. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter where you go. It's like th- these are some really strong bands and great lineups. It reminds me of when I go down to Jazz Fest in New Orleans, I have to plot out, all right, I'm going to sit here for an hour and check out these right. bands, and here's the window I want to create for myself to be able to do that. And that's what I kind of had to do looking at the schedule, like, oh, well, crap, I want to be there, I want to be there. So there's so many great yeah. choices. And, uh, you know, maybe in between the bands, 
uh, that you do know and want to see, stick around for one that you never heard of before and get turned yeah. on to stuff yeah. that... And when you're done and ready to go home, you're not stuck on a boat, you can like peace out, have a nice life, yeah. and uh, and you can just get out of there and don't worry about it. You're, yeah, it's uh, it'd be a great time. We really hope you can come down. Okay, so who do we have in the uh, in the coffee house today here? This is Murder for Girls. Okay, so they're going to be coming up here after the break. Uh, Murder for Girls, and where are they playing in Deutschtown? Uh, they're playing Friday night at the Elks, and this is at the top of my head. I think eight o'clock. I love so. the Elk stage. I also love going yeah, to the Park House for a little while, too, awesome. getting yeah. a gyro and seeing Zamir and everybody. And you have two great bands at the Park House. Yeah. Uh, is it Pennsylvania Dirt and Locks and Dams? It and, is. Uh, Friday, there's uh, wh- the Whiskey Gents, I whiskey think. Gents. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. We're looking forward to a great weekend on the north side. Join us there. Cody, Hugh, Ben, thanks so much, guys. Murder for Girls coming up Thank this, you. this hour. Uh, more celebration of the Deutschtown Music Festival this weekend. Uh, what are some bad smells you actually enjoy or don't mind, even though most people find them foul and offensive? Not the third floor bathroom here. <laughs> I can tell Does you that. Does someone enjoy that? Uh, someone, yeah, yeah because go, they sit in it. I go in, in there and puff it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, think about that bathroom. It's like the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> Mikey, Bob, Mark Madden. The men outnumber the women on this floor. Yeah, and at like 9 o'clock, people run in there like the old days, like reporters running to the phone booth trying to file a story. (laughs) 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 Gotta beat the deadline. That's a funny phrase to use for running to the bathroom. You should just use it all the time. I gotta beat the deadline. (laughs) I pulled the pin, and I don't know how long I have. (laughs) I've got to get in there. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Hey, uh, the Deutschland Music Festival is sponsored by Straub Beer. That's Straub. a good beer. Straub it today. I'll drink about 10 Straubs. Sure. Who's offering? Straub? Uh, Straub, you up? Get that thob, st- Straub throb. <laughs> what do you got going on? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. There's Center 11. It's 66 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Shelter officials say they are caring for eight dogs found in horrible conditions after being rescued from a Connellsville home this week. Officials said Wednesday the dogs were reportedly spray-painted by their former owner. Well, that's not the worst of it. Spray-painted to get rid of maggots. Ah! What? That's not a... Sure. Officials said a few of the dogs nearly did not survive, but they are all being cared for and getting medical attention now. The Navy I, well, is. I just. How does a dog get maggots? Good question. That's not being oh cared for. God. Where was that? Connellsville. Just being kept in like a hoarder's house, I imagine. Yeah, like that's just, yeah filth. Yeah, filth. The Navy is honoring Senator John McCain by adding his name to a destroyer named for his father and grandfather. The Navy notified the Arizona Republican yesterday the USS John S. McCain now honors him, along with his dad and granddad, who were Navy admirals. Senator McCain was a Navy pilot whose fighter jet was shot down over North Vietnam in 1967. He was tortured while held as a POW for five and a half years. Well, the heat makes us stupid. A new study out of Harvard found that when it is really hot outside, it makes people dumber. There's no question. More irritable. Researchers found when there's a heat wave, students got lower scores on tests than they do 
when the weather is nice and pleasant? People are pretty dumb to begin with. <laughs> I, I was just, uh, you know, have you ever heard of that book, Guns, Germs, and Steel? It's yeah. written by this guy, Jared Diamond. He won like a Pulitzer, I think, for the book. And basically, the guy is like a a sociologist, but he's also like a biologist. And he, he says, like, evolutionary evolutionarily speaking, that people in different parts of the world progressed at different paces, not because of their intellect, but because of their environment. For instance, if you live in, like, a hot climate, you don't have to be, like, you don't really have to have a lot of, um, like, shelter. You don't have to have, like, invi- like your, your food is always available year-round. Like, when you live in cold areas, you have to be more inventive with your shelter, with uh, storing food. This is just like an that. explanation for Florida. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of the heat, people who stash their money on their person... Uh, must have sweaty money when it's hot outside, right? Especially if it's in their person. Well, uh, people Ew. might stash their cash in a bra or a shoe. There are pictures circulating yeah. on social media. This has actually been going on for several years. Different businesses posting signs refusing to accept sweaty money. One business in Kentucky said due to rising temperatures, they will no longer accept boob or sock money. <laughs> <laughs> I, have you ever seen Sweaty Money in concert? <laughs> she was shaking. <laughs> Two tickets to paradise. Want to see where I kept them? There was this folk artist named Mary Proctor. I went to this folk art fair in um, Jacksonville, Florida years ago. And she, I, I really loved her work. And she was like this like big, beautiful lady. And I bought this piece from her. And she had. she was like, oh, thank you so much. And I'm like giving her money. And she pulled her like money stash, which was enormous, out of one side of her bra. She's like, I always got to make sure I pull out of the right side. And I'm like, why? And then she pulls it to the other side. She's got a huge pack of cigarettes in the other side. <laughs> and I'm like, why well, you're really using both? Uh, you, it's good, it's good uh, use of the area. Double breasted there, yeah. Do you know that there's a such thing as a fanny pack? But keeping the cigarettes there, I was thinking, don't, wouldn't they get, they get soggy. moist? Hard to light. Yeah. Michael Jackson's doctor is... It burns slow. Uh, well, former doctor claiming Joe Jackson chemically castrated Michael to help him maintain his high-pitched singing voice. Now, this is the doctor who killed Michael. Uh, Dr. Conrad Murray made the claim in a video shared yesterday by The Blast. He says in it that he had been told numerous stories of things Joe Jackson did to oh, the pop yes. singer... Calling him one of the worst fathers to his children in history, which that's not a new story. Right. Uh, Murray was convicted of involuntary manslaughter and the death of Michael after giving him an overdose of fentanyl in 2009. Uh, At the time of his death, Michael and his father were estranged. Oh, was it fentanyl? I thought it was propofol. Uh, Yeah, that's what I thought he put him to sleep with. Yeah. Do you remember when he had that one song and he just started singing propofol in the middle of it? Yes. Propofol. Propofol. Like, at that point, maybe the doctor should have dialed it back a little bit. The fact that he was even using propofol, which is one of the strongest drugs on the planet, to make him go to sleep. And now what we know about sleep, like when yeah. you're in an, uh, an induced coma state like that, you're not getting actually good sleep. Yeah, so he had all of the psychosis that goes along with sleep deprivation and drug withdrawal. 
Did you ever see This Is It, like the documentary about that tour? No. no. Where he, it's like the last footage of him. He's, he like wavers from being, looking like he's in a total drug haze to popping and locking and dancing like he used to dance. Like, it's incredible. Crazy. Kylie Jenner is rushing towards billionaire status, which makes me want to puke. In the latest issue of Forbes, the magazine says 20-year-old uh, Jenner is currently worth $900 million, which would soon make her the youngest self-made billionaire in history. Her Kylie Cosmetics line has reportedly raked in $630 million in sales in three years, and Jenner owns 100% of the business. She tells Forbes wow. she credits her success to social media, where she has amassed 110 million followers on Instagram. Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg currently holds the record for youngest self-made billionaire at 23, but Jenner will likely beat him uh, and hit that milestone by 21. Others on the list, Oprah worth $3.1 billion, Madonna $590 million, Celine Dion $430 million, Judge Judy $400 million. I mean, the, is, is that crazy that you just named all those like celebrities or stars and then here comes Kylie, the youngest of the crew, just Cash basically in. showing her TNA on Instagram. And then it was kind of funny, like they posted on Forbes magazine, she did a headshot and she was like, well, better put some clothes on. I'm going to be a billionaire. <laughs> Get the pantsuit out. Did she just have a baby? Or is that the other Ken Kendall? No, one, no, one no. Of the Kendall's two... a model and definitely did not just oh, okay. have a baby. Because one of the two younger ones just had a baby, I think. Then it was Kylie. I have no idea. I know. I that I'm you... ashamed that I've been keeping up with the Kardashians, <laughs> but I'm aware of them to an extent that's embarrassing. Yeah, I'm. I know Kim and Chewbacca. <laughs> you know it's Courtney. Chloe. Yeah, you know Courtney. And she you know could be in my Chewbacca Scott. movie for sure. I don't know. I know Scott. of the name. I know the name, but I, I don't. I, I'm not overly familiar with it. I know they have a brother who does socks. Does he make socks? That's that's what so. he came up with. Yeah. Okay. They were like, "Can you do something? You just you're getting you're, shaming you're just us. getting fat, and you're not doing anything. Can you can you do something?" He's like, "How about a sock line?" Oh, Sunny, low eighties for the high today. Were you imitating Cody? Yes. It's 66 at DVE. Um, Stan Saverin will be joining us a little bit later on this morning. How about Papa John? Bad day for Papa John yesterday. Uh, he's, You know that he dropped the N-bomb in that conference call? Mm -hmm. Do you know that that was a sensitivity training conference call? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. That that I was saying, I was kind of trying to illustrate what's not okay to say. Uh, of course, uh, white supremacists are jumping to his aid right now and uh, hoping to prop him back up but it doesn't look like that's going to happen he stepped down from the university of louisville's board of trustees uh he had already resigned from the louisville athletic association board major league baseball indefinitely suspended its papa slam promotion where fans <laughs> could get pizza discounts after grand slams papa john's pizza shares tanked on wednesday wiping out a 96.2 million in uh, market value uh and uh went to a two-year low, and he resigned as chairman of the board of Papa John's yesterday. But imagine this. Louisville Stadium is Papa John's Stadium. Hmm, guess I'll be getting Yikes. a new sponsor. Probably going to have to get a new sponsor. Yeah. On Wednesday, he emailed a statement to Forbes. 
News reports attributing the use of inappropriate and hurtful language to me during a media training session regarding race are true. Regardless of the context, I apologize. Simply stated, racism has no place in our society. Um, yeah, I Little Caesar isn't racist. Thank God. Nobody check in on him. I don't know. I was just going to say. <laughs> he, he used the N-word in the context of saying... Colonel Sanders used to call uh, black people the N-bomb. That's, that's how it came out. No, there's no record of that ever happening. <laughs> he was just, just trying to take down up. other fast food. like You know, Ray Kroc. <laughs> and he starts just coming around all yeah, the... Exactly. <laughs> and they all could be. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, they weren't Clara dumb enough Peller. to do it during sensitivity training. All you have to do is not say it on a conference call. Yeah. Let's just not say it. Easy. In public. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have to... He shouldn't say it, period. Well, that. but look, shouldn't is a different thing. Right. You can't stop a person from saying something. Right. In private, he could have been as racist as he wanted to be is your point but he was so racist that while talking about pizza he dropped an n-bomb and so, that's difficult that's someone not easy contextualized to do. it like that yesterday i don't remember who but that really is the way to say it he's so if that racist word comes up when you're talking about pizza <laughs> yeah you might you might be racist you might be a racist uh we got a, a great band in the coffee house for you today the, the deutschtown music festival this weekend 369 bands we've been telling you about it all week and we've been featuring bands all week today's band murder for girls jonathan michelle stephanie and tammy how you guys doing hey <laughs> all right you've been waiting hey, this. Hey. Are, are the uh are the, to the 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 triplets up there hugh cody and ben yes they are all right <laughs> cheering you on when are you guys playing uh we are playing uh, Friday, July 13th at 9 p.m. at the Elks Lodge. Yeah, nice. Not on the Papa John stage. No. no. Okay. That's good. good. There is no Papa John stage oh, at the Downtown Music Festival. All right. No, no, no. All inclusive. Then that works out. Yes. Uh, the uh, 9 o'clock show at the Elks tomorrow, two days this year for the Deutschtown Music Festival. Murder for Girls. What do you guys got for us? Um, this song is called uh, Rocker Chick Vibe. Rocker, rocker chick vibe. Yes. I like it. All right. They're in the Primanti's DV Coffeehouse on the Point Park University stage from the Deutschtown Music Festival. Here is Murder for Girls on DVE.
Sports. Mike Sutton with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike. Sports is out brought to you by BobbyRayHall.com. It's not often that uh, you get a regular season series in Major League Baseball that arrives with uh, a lot of intrigue and intensity and anticipation. Normally that stuff doesn't happen until August or September and then only to the teams that are serious contenders. But uh, the Pirates have just such a series on their hands starting tonight against the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, maybe some of that anticipation and urgency is manufactured because the Pirates are 43-49 and after yesterday's win over Washington and not looking anything like a contender. But if they are to do anything about changing that perception this season, it's going to have to be this weekend. Uh, The Milwaukee series concludes the unofficial first half of Major League Baseball's regular season. And at the outset of the week, Pirates General Manager Neil Huntington declared that uh, the team had to make a significant push this week going into the break or it was going to become obvious that uh, the reality of the situation is that changes need to be made. Uh, Will uh, the Pirates change the thinking of the front office? They started 3-1, and beating the Phillies Sunday, and then taking two out of three from the Nationals. Now it's five against the division-leading Brewers. And uh, the intrigue part of all of this is that uh, neither club knows who's going to be doing some of the pitching just yet. It'll be Wade Miley against Jamison Tyone tonight, Junior Guerra against Nick Kingham on Friday, and then a doubleheader on Saturday to make up for a rainout in June. Uh, the first game's at 12.35. Your scheduled starting pitchers, TBA against TBA. And then in game two, the Pirates are going to go with TBA again. That guy's a horse. The Brewers have Chase Anderson listed. <laughs> and then, Pitching uh, duel, TBA versus TBA. It'll all wrap up on Sunday afternoon in uh, what uh, looks like another pretty good pitching matchup, Joe Lee's Shasin against Joe Musgrove. A lot is going to happen. Can the Pirates uh, make enough happen? to threaten to become relevant again? No. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. But it'll be fun if they can win a bunch of games and make it uh, you know, harder for the team to yeah. to sell off everybody. Taking, uh, just for sake of argument, four out of five would leave the Pirates at 47 and 50 going into the break. What are you doing there? It's not. I'm just, you know, doing math. Letting that resonate. It's not uh, horrible. Uh, teams have have bounced back from uh, that type of start and done something in the second half. Conversely, if the Brewers come into town and uh, win the series, then uh, you can officially throw the dirt on the coffin and uh, the selling off of assets can commence in earnest and uh, presumably with less of a public outcry. The Pirates did look like a team that knew what they were doing yesterday. Uh, five shutout innings out of Trevor Williams, and then the bullpen took it from there. Starling Marte, a two-run homer in the third inning, provided the only offense the Buckos needed. 21,000 uh, and change on hand. At the good PM afternoon Park. crowd. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good, uh, good day. Two hours and uh, 34 minutes. Uh, time of game. A lot of kids on hand. Good weather. Hmm. Don't you wish there could be more summer days such as yesterday? In the World Cup, it's down to Croatia against France. They will play for the championship on Sunday at 11 o'clock. Croatia punched its ticket to the championship match with a 2-1 to 
extra time victory over England yesterday. Croatia making it to its first World Cup final. France uh, is trying to win its second cup after going all the way in 1998. Off the field, uh, the Associated Press uh, reporting that sexism has been a bigger problem than racism in Russia during the tournament. That, uh, according to anti-discrimination experts who uh, spoke to the media yesterday, fans harassing female broadcasters while they worked are among about 30 cases of sexism on the streets, as reported to FIFA, soccer's governing body, by the FAIR Network. Apparently, uh, about half of those incidents involve female broadcasters being accosted while on the air. Oof. In other words, doing a stand-up and somebody... No bueno, yeah. ...doing something inappropriate. She really puts the broad in broadcaster, am I right, fellas? Happy Sunday. Is that sexist? FIFA's also uh, fined a couple of... Uh, national soccer federations including Serbia, Russia and Poland uh for racist, nationalist and or offensive banners displayed by fans at the games. Well, they they feel right at home here. That's something now the, the the governing body of the country gets fined if the fans act out. Yeah. Well, so, for good. example, if you did it at a pirate game it would cost Bob Nutting money. Oh, imagine that. If the rules were the same. He would stop letting people in the game. Yeah, <laughs> there'd be a lot of nasty banners. I'll just take the revenue sharing. Thanks. <laughs> would you go with a racist banner if it meant that it caused Bob Nutting money? That doesn't necessarily have to be racist. It could just be offensive. Yeah, I would be offensive, not racist. I'm not saying you would be racist. I'm just saying you would. Would I be willing to hold up a racist sign if yes. it would cost? It would depend how much money. Now, and, and what kind and of what racism? kind of racism? Yeah. yeah, it has to be very small, marginalized group somewhere on the corner of the globe. But every time I watch soccer, I'm reminded, oh, everyone's racist. <laughs> Everywhere. Why? Why do you say that? Oh my God! In in soccer, because all those countries, some of the signs that they have up, they did all a the- sixty minute special on it. Like some of the signs, especially like. Spain, yeah. Oh my God! Threw, some of the stuff they do—they threw bananas on the, yeah. on the field. The stuff. Papa John loves soccer. <laughs> the NFL held its supplemental draft yesterday. Two players were selected. The Giants took Western Michigan cornerback Sam Beal on the third round. The Redskins took Virginia Tech cornerback Adonis Alexander on the sixth round. So those teams forfeit uh, those picks in 2019. Beal's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, pretty highly regarded corner out of Western Michigan at six one and 187 pounds. He uh, projected to be one of the better corners available going into the next draft. But uh, he's uh, jump-starting to the NFL. Every once in a while, somebody comes out of the supplemental draft and winds up doing something uh, incredibly significant. And, Bill, this is for you. Uh, last but not least today, uh, just when you think you might have heard the last of Tim Tebow, yeah, the guy who authored uh, what is, in your opinion, the worst Steelers playoff loss in history. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. Based on the fact that they lost to Tim Tebow, well, yeah, couple, couple things going on in Tim's world. Uh, the University of Florida announced that uh, Tim Tebow is going to join the Gators Ring of Honor. He Good did, for him. He He's did, a hell of a college player. He One did of the win the Heisman in 2007. Went 35 and six in four seasons as a starter, and left Florida with 28 school. 14 conference and five NCAA records. He'll join Wilbur Marshall, Emmett Smith, Steve Spurrier, Danny Werfel, 
and Jack Youngblood uh, at Florida's Ring of Honor inside Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. And last night, Tebow, the baseball player, was in action in the AA Eastern League All-Star game. He went one for four with a double. Uh, Tim Tebow this season hitting 270 at double A with five home runs and 33 RBI in 76 games. He has struck out 95 times in 241 at bats, but the Athletic speculating today that uh, because the Mets are so bad and there's going to be no reason to watch their games in September, maybe, maybe he gets the call. No way. Now, they, I saw them showing highlights of him in double I'm like, how, how, how far is this going to go? They're going to be like, Tim Tebow's on a run in cornhole. Oh, my God. Tim Tebow is dominating in badminton. Look at him go. If he does get to play for the Mets, I think the opponent should bring in Ike Taylor to pitch. <laughs> Tim Tebow was at Cool Springs today, and he was really raking in the batting cages. Caller 42 at 333-WDVE gets to cut the line with Crawford at Kennywood this Sunday. You and a friend from 2 to 5 get to go to Kennywood and go right to the front of the line on Swing Shot, Phantom's Revenge, Exterminator, Pittsburgh Plunge, Thunderbolt, Racer, Jackrabbit, and more, plus a picnic lunch in the pavilion. You uh, got a call right now, 333-WDVE. It's the DVE Morning Show, and Stan Savern is joining us right now from ESPN Radio 970-1063 FM. Good to see you. Good to see everybody. How's everybody doing? Happy summer. Good. Happy Sunday. Uh, Almost half over. Here's the thing. I I rejoice. (laughs) I do. I rejoice. I look in the paper every day to see what the official sunset is. Yes. And every day that it gets darker earlier, <laughs> I'm very happy. Why? June 23rd, to me, is the best day of the year. Why? Because I don't like summer. How Why? can you not like summer? Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up an Indians fan. Right. Yeah, that, there yeah. You go. There's no such thing as an Indian summer. That's that's a total misnomer. That's not at all. I never experienced one of those. Did you see what Frank Kona did the other day? Huh? What'd you see Francona did the other day with yeah. the reliever? That that actually is is <clears throat> secondary to the story in the fact that their closer stinks <laughs> and put him in a position to lose a game which they led four nothing after eight innings. Trevor Bauer again pitches rear end off. He strikes out twelve and in eight innings. They're winning four to nothing against a last place Reds team, and they give up seven. I don't care who the, the they have the worst bullpen in the American League, in Major League Baseball, as a matter of fact. Maybe the worst bullpen in history. Their combined ERA is 5.69. History. Think about that. I I, I call the uh, Elias Sports Bureau, or Elias Diaz, one of those, (laughs) and say, look that up, and what is the worst ERA for a team's bullpen in history? And I'd be hard-pressed to find that anyone's worse than 5 5.69. 5.69. And then Kyle Crick would say, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Buckos right now, I don't even know what to say about it. It's, it's The tact that ownership has taken here is so egregious. It's pretty in vogue to just be openly rotten these days and not even try to have a thin veil cast over your actual you know, nefarious intentions. Uh, but even given that, you know, environment uh, that we're living in. I can't believe that they blamed the fans for not showing up. And then he last week said, well, maybe it's time to just start dealing with reality. Not, uh, speaking of Neil Huntington. Well, that's... And setting the stage for like, 
say goodbye to anybody that you liked that was left on this team. Well, you know what? That may not be the worst strategy. I'm not applauding what he said because they've used that routine before and then they didn't really go out and do it. Uh, I actually, I, I set this up as a theme on my show earlier this week. You know, there are a lot of people who now hate the Pirates, but I contend, if you understand anything about being a fan, which I do because I've been a fan for a long time, <laughs> you know, you're mad at them, you hate them, you're angry with them, but it's because you love the team and you want them to win. So they're at the point now where it's almost better. I mean, I don't root for the local teams to lose. I'd rather see them win. I'm not going to cheer for them, but I don't mm. want to see them lose. But it may be better that they stumble this weekend and cement their fate, which is already cemented, and it was cemented a month ago, and start making the moves necessary. I actually think people would better appreciate them not selling everybody. I mean, I don't think that an overhaul, I mean, just a total fire sale. sale, Um, But I do think that they've got to start considering moves of people who... A, are not going to help them do anything more than they're doing now, will not be here next year, are not going to be of great help, and if they're touting that their minor league system is as productive as they claim it is, which I have grave doubts about, but if you move people to start making room for those people that you say are, well, these guys are mm-hmm. coming. And, you know, Now is the time to do that. I think there's also people, you know, people rip on the Astros. Anybody ripping on the Astros now? People look at the Kansas. I wonder what people in Kansas City are saying now. They argue, arguably, certainly one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball, but they went for it and they made the World Series twice. And I think people can appreciate that. And I actually think people would in Pittsburgh would be more on board with an excavation than they would about this constantly trying to straddle the road of mediocrity. Try, maybe catching a little lightning in a bottle. Um, it's not going to happen. It, it's like Steeler's wheel, stuck in the middle with you. It's the worst place to be. <laughs> did you watch the World Cup at all? You know what? I did not. I, I don't care for soccer. God bless those who do. I realize that, you know, three and a half billion people watched the final four years ago, whatever it was. But I have this tennis buddy, great guy. He's Croatian. I don't mean of Croatian descent. He's from Croatia. Mm-hmm. And he's been here for a number of years. He got his American citizenship last year. But he's totally into it, naturally. And so out of friendship to him, I just happened to flip over to watch the uh, overtime. Is that what they call it? The overtime? Extra time? Extra, or what extra time. I, um, and so I only watch it because I was rooting for Croatia to win. I really, It's the only... And I, second I watched of it. I was glad for him, but it still showed me how much I don't know about soccer. Uh, I I like to know when the game's supposed to end. I mean, you don't know when the game's over. Yeah, well, you like baseball. No, but you know that there's going to be... If they don't get a run, there's three outs, and the game is over. I mean, the clock is running up there, and I say, well, what's what's the end time here? Right. I mean, when I in hockey, we know that if a goal scored, it's sudden death. Mm-hmm. But here, even after Croatia scored to make it two to one in the second half of the over extra time, whatever that is, and I didn't know what the rules. I guess it's fifteen minutes each half, mm-hmm. whatever. But you don't know when the game's over because it's like wrestling; they have riding time. You know, you keep going. Uh, and I just would have liked to. To me, it increases the desperation level. You say, "Oh my God, we only have thirty seconds left." 
for all I knew, they were going to play until Saturday afternoon. I didn't know when it was going to end. That's the beauty of the sport. I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I do find it interesting when you have European play-by-play guys. Um, and the terms they use to describe things. Oh, yeah. oh, this is a dreadful, tearsome, worrisome moment. What? <laughs> He's absolutely crestfallen. <laughs> yeah. You mean you mean they're screwed? Is what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> yes. I, I just find that interesting. You know the. Oh, the descriptives are are so much. Uh, well, they're they're more antiquated than we, we tend to go a little more slang. Yeah. Uh, with our descriptions of stuff. You know, oh. he just jacked a dog. Uh, yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> what did you just say? I don't think anybody ever says that. I wonder Hold if that's going to be a hashtag now. Right. Bill just said that. It's going to be take over Twitter. What was that again? Hashtag Jack and the dog. Jack and the dog. <laughs> that's not even a thing. I don't think he said dog. I didn't. Oh, all right. I don't know what you said. But here's it, it, <laughs> the point is this it is so much fun to watch those because there's so much on the line, but. If the U.S. team would have made it, I know people would have got into it a little bit more. I mean, I remember going to watch uh, past World Cups with you, Mike, and it's a you know it's yeah. a blast. But uh, jumping I mean, up and down at a bar, waving a scarf. Yeah, that's the kind of nationalism I can get behind. Well, the jumping nationalism, I, you know, I, I I appreciate that, but I don't want to go to an event where the guy says, uh, "Wake me up when they score a goal," because the rest of it is. And I know you can say the thing, same thing about hockey. I was just going to say that, yeah, but. The thing about hockey, yeah, the goals get the biggest reaction, hits get reaction, but a great save gets reaction. To me, it's about not about how much you score. It's about how many chances there are mm-hmm. in a hockey game. Mike, I'm sure you'll back me up. So One-nothing hockey games can be thrilling. They you can. Know, you know, if there's, you know, we're not, we're not neutral zone trapping the, and choking the game to death. Yeah. But, I mean, I just don't see scoring opportunities. I mean, you know, the goalies on occasion. But in what I watch, and again, that will be the extent of my soccer watching, <laughs> hopefully for the rest of my life. You're going to watch Sunday uh, for your Croatian buddy? See if they maybe go all the way? Maybe. Do you ever see the Croatian president? No. She's a uh, She's a bombshell. It's gorgeous. Maybe I will watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like um, Anna Nicole Smith looking. I'm not even kidding. Wow. You got a picture of her show stand? With two C's. Did you show stand? Yes, I will. Yeah. I mean, she she wears a lot of European swimwear. Yeah. Yes, she does. I'm not sure what that means. Thongs. Oh. Uh, This, my computer is... Terrible. Hopefully Trump won't get any bad ideas based <laughs> following her lead. I wear the best thongs. Uh, oh God! I write the thongs that make the whole world thing. <laughs> what do you What do you have going on over there, Stan? Uh, t- uh, on the radio program today. Yeah, do I have to do that again? Yeah, um, Madden will be on. <laughs> um, this is a really tough time of year. Oh, I know. Uh, it's you know. Trust I, me. I hate to you know kind of dredge up those you know old talk show. You know who's the you know hey, it's, 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 greatest hey, of all time? These but, are the chicken salad days, Stan. Uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, guy will be with me. Oh wow, 
<laughs> Are there term limits in Croatia? As soon as the, her range probably over as soon as the sagging begins. Well, but up until now, she's in she's in pretty good shape. Um, I, I'm actually reluctant to actually bring up a pirate topic. It'd be just people are just <laughs> you don't want to talk about they the pirates. To, they don't want to talk about it or they're just you know the, the result is you know the narrative is always the same nothing sucks sell the team it's not that the first may part may be true but the second part is not going to happen but i was thinking about this um they get ripped for a lot of things they do and justifiably so but i think one of the narratives that is going on which led to this their 300,000 down attendance is going to get worse was the trading McCutcheon which I said from the get-go was a good idea. My only objection was, did they get enough in return? Well, if you look at what McCutcheon's doing, would they be a better team if McCutcheon were here? And up to this point, the answer is, no, they wouldn't. No. And he was going to be gone at the end of this year anyway. He's hitting 261 with a handful of homers and a handful of RBI, 38-39. They got a lot of guys like that. Exactly. Um, Dickerson. If you want to look at him as a replacement, um, the trading of Andrew McCutcheon was the right thing to do. Did they get enough in return? Well, you mentioned Kyle Crick. He's been tremendous. Yeah. I I mentioned him just as a uh, representative of the bullpen, which has too often blown up. Yeah. But, yeah, I like his stuff. I like his arm. I mean, he's got a chance. Now, whether that's an equitable return, we'll find out. Uh, But I think you make an argument that if Andrew McCutcheon were still here, that they wouldn't be any better than they are now. And I wonder if the the Royal Anger, it's not just because he was a popular personality, um, but because of what it represents, why they traded him. Mm-hmm. But really, from a baseball perspective, it was the smart thing to do. Stan's on today, noon to 2, ESPN Radio 970, 106.3 FM. Thanks to Stan. Thanks for the band Murder for Girls. They're playing Deutschtown Music Fest this weekend. And thanks to Cody, Hugh, and Ben from the Deutschtown Music Festival for previewing this weekend's festival of 369 live musical acts on the north side. That is unprecedented. Incredible. Tomorrow on the show, Sean Collier reviewing the new rock movie, Skyscraper. Uh, and also Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors will be performing for you live. Val, did I miss anything? I don't think so. All right, that's it. We're done. Michelle's coming up next with the Electric Lunch at Noon. Have a great day. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.